Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 152. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Oh, hi, hi. And brand new first-time guest, Peter Zaluzny. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, and thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Peter, you're new to the podcast. We like to ask our first-time guests, what is your Simpsons history? Where did The Simpsons begin with you? Like a lot of people, so I'm 30 years old, and most people my age grew up in the 90s when it was on TV and saw the transition from it becoming, you know, a, a funny show that was on once a week to just being ubiquitous. Like, yeah. I remember when it was just on once or twice a week and then Sunday nights was new episode night and then every night at 6pm you yep. know, you'd switch over from the ABC cartoons finishing to Channel 10 <laughs> and you'd re-watch all the old ones during the week and then Sunday night the brand new ones were. There's a certain generation of people where it just stuck with you, you know, and mm-hmm. then it becomes part of my life and my friends' lives to the point where like a few of us can just drop a quote in mid-conversation and everyone will laugh and that just yep. kept it in my life since then. So it's, yeah, probably been... 20 years of the simpsons i'd say at this point yeah when i from when i first started watching it so yeah i think it's many of our longest lasting relationships yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. man you totally reminded me though like in all the episodes of the podcast i totally forgot that i used to do that too watch the like the nickelodeon cartoons yeah, on yeah. abc Fucking... yeah and, and the adult ones that start at like 5 30 so you'd have daria mm-hmm. yeah, or something, yes. and then you know you get the simpsons at six o'clock for half an hour then you'd have dinner and then your parents would say, all right, it's seven o'clock, time to watch ABC News and then take the TV <laughs> away from you. So on the flip side of that, we also like to ask, where did the show end with you? Where did you drop off? So I've seen all the way up to season 20 because yep. I was curious. <laughs> um, but I'm also not one of those people that ardently sticks to the golden era between seasons two and 10 or whatever it seems to be. Yeah. For me, I will uh, happily watch up to about season 13. Yeah. And then even go as far as season 15 for a few episodes Mm -hmm. here and there. And for me, the transition started to happen where I got less interested, where the distinct thing was when the inclusion of celebrities in the show stopped being part of the episode and was just Mm -hmm. a look who we can get on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was thinking when we were watching this episode before, thinking about the one where Mark Hamill's in it. And just mm. the way they play him into the plot and make fun of him the mm. whole time. And he's just constantly getting beaten down. It's, and he's totally in on the gag. That stuff's really funny. Yeah, whereas now it's like, Elon Musk, yeah. what are you doing in Springfield? <laughs> oh, I saw the, like, was it the 500th episode? They had Julian Assange. Yeah. Yeah, and like, Julian, what are you doing here? Like, just <laughs> yeah. like what you said. And so that was the turning point for me where I became a bit less interested in it. But yeah, we'll still go up to season 15 every now and then. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, on our spreadsheet, we see a distinct drop off between season 15 and 16 where... You know, even season 15, there's still like, it's a bit of a 50-50 split of good and bad episodes, Mm. but then season 16, that just drops right down. Yeah, and it kind of went from, I think it was uh, about, was it season 11 or something, Um, was it Al Jean that took over as showrunner? Uh, Uh, Season 13, I think, yeah. Or thereabouts, yeah, and he brought along the really wacky plots, you know, the show went from being grounded to just all these far out insane situations. 
but the first couple of seasons of that new style was kind of fun because they were just trying all these different ideas and it worked. Yeah. And then they tried to maintain the wackiness and they evidently clearly ran out of ideas. So that was the other turning point for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, thank you for coming today and letting me subject you to a post-20 episode. And we didn't go that far past the 20th Mm -hmm. season. We just watched season 21, episode 11, Million Dollar Maybe. First released in January of 2010, it was directed by Chris Clemens, written by Bill Odenkirk. In this episode, Marge and Homer are doing a toast for one of their relatives' Mm -hmm. wedding, but Homer misses the toast because he was buying a lottery ticket, which, as it turns out, he won, but he got in a car crash. And so, and Mm -hmm. he's hiding it from Marge. Look, this is really convoluted. We'll get into it a bit. But also, in the B story, Lisa buys the old folks home a Funtendo Z. (laughs) What could that be? <laughs> Fucking hell. What'd you guys think? Well, first of all, should have asked you this question earlier. Now I'm glad I can swear on this podcast because yeah. that did. <laughs> Cock slapping fuckballs, you can. What yeah, a swear. F- fuckery of a podcast. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, swear all you cunting want. Oh, excellent. Um, no, damn it. No, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, look, I did go in skeptical because it is a later season one, and I, I, I do try not to be a later season hater, but they just make it so damn easy to do that. <laughs> it certainly wasn't. Awful, yeah. yeah. But I was watching it, and my takeaway was nothing really happened here. It was twenty minutes yep. of sort of sight gags, which were okay. There were some bits that you know we all laughed out loud at, which was still good to see. And it shows that they still do have good writers there that can drop a good joke every now and then. Yeah. But it just sort of was flat. Nothing mm. occurred. So I'm glad it wasn't outright awful because I have seen some episodes where I've just gone, "What the fuck was that? That was just yeah. terrible." But this, there was nothing it that made me. I think, as is often the case with a lot of people, it just made me think about other early episodes of The Simpsons that I wanted to watch, that they were kind of, you know, like when uh, the the episode starts with Homer playing piano on Marge, Mm -hmm. all I could think of um, was, there was nothing in Al Capone's vault, (laughs) but it wasn't Geraldo's vault, sorry, yeah. (laughs) Um, And you can kind of see in the later seasons too, where they've clearly gone back to the early ones and just tweaked ideas a little bit rather than coming mm. up with new stuff because they can't after so long, you know? So, yeah. Nah, the well runs dry. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, this is a weird one where both a lot happens and nothing happens. And that's very hard to explain. But it's so many things and then so few things. Well, no, we were saying it before the record is just how do you summarize this plot? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to summarize this plot. It's part of the bit. (laughs) Yeah, Homer is in a coma for a little bit, but then he's got this fortune, but then he can't tell Marge about it because she'll know about it. But then this and this other thing and this other thing. It's like, and then there's still a B plot even with all this stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do a deep dive into this episode. We'll start with you, BT. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? One I'm going to really dwell on is, because there were a few moments in this where I had to just stop and go, wait, 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 what the fuck just happened? And the first time this really happened is Homer drives off this cliff and he's plummeting and he goes past this guy who's like, oh, I'm this new guy in Springfield and, oh, that guy fell off a cliff. What a wacky time. Well, it's time for my catchphrase. He drives into the side of a mountain and dies. It's like, who the fuck? fuck was that guy yeah. what the fuck just happened I'm, I'm looking at wikipedia now to see if that was a celebrity reference we yeah. didn't get oh, but i just... just completely no idea and i thought okay maybe this is gonna be part of the plot because when he wakes up from the coma he's all like there's a mysterious lotto winner we don't know who it is so i thought okay maybe it's gonna be a misdirect homer thinks he won but it was actually this guy who died and that's why it's not being claimed not nothing to do with anything never mentioned or thought about again yeah so this is something that, yeah, I did come up in my research, and I am just reading this off the Wikipedia, so 
But this is fascinating. Okay. <laughs> this character that is less like, yeah, what the fuck is this? The episode featured a new character created by the winner of Best Character Ever contest, in which fans could submit their own ideas for a new and possibly recurring Simpsons character. No. Over 25,000 entries were sent in. The winner of the contest was Peggy Black from Orange, Connecticut, who created the character of Ricardo Bomba. She described Ricardo as someone that all the women love and all the men want to be. <laughs> wow, what mm. an original idea. As part of the winning prize, Black was sent to work with the show's producers in Los Angeles. She worked with the animators to bring character to life. Executive producer Al Jean was one of the judges of the contest, which he described as a, a thank you to loyal fans. But yeah, the <laughs> character has not come back. Well, yeah, because he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, Of course he's not back. He died. What was that part of the prize? Have a character. Have them murdered immediately. <laughs> Have the entire world who doesn't know about this contest wonder why that just happened. Also, if you're going to bring another character into the show again, just bring back Roy. Yeah. We all love Roy. Yeah. But this character as well, like, out of 25,000 entries, this was the best. Some yeah, cheap, that's... tacky Casanova Latin character. Yeah, some suave, suave <laughs> Latin character who just, that's why I was making fun when you say all the ladies want to love him and all the men want to be him. That's a literal cliche. Yeah. yeah. How is this a win? What the fuck is going on? Why is this here? Why does this exist? What is life? Yeah, but like, yeah, oh, I imagined and developed this character all on my own. <laughs> yeah, wow, I must have spent all, like, afternoon on that. Yeah. Maybe, you know, just on the toilet thinking about it. Uh, it had to be a situation where they had all the entries on a wall and just closed their eyes and threw a dart. <laughs> For said, oh, yeah, I think do. they couldn't afford a dart. They just, they just threw an intern. <laughs> they frisbeed it like, <laughs> like Bart. Uh, yeah. Actually, that, that was a gag in this episode that made me laugh when Homer kept frisbeeing Bart like that. Yeah. That, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Go rent us a truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Peter? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? Uh, that was one of them, but also the bit where Homer is telling Barney about having all the money mm -hmm. and then he goes you can take whatever you want out of that tree that's not the money tree no it's where i keep my adult magazines and then yeah. it's all like economist mag and things like that mm -hmm. it just dragged on yeah that joke just went for way too long and the reason that sticks out to me is because one thing with later seasons that you notice the writing's not as sharp and quick as it used to be you know like they do mm -hmm. drag gags out a little bit too much and i feel like as well as the simpsons have gone on they've gone from making homer a moron with a big heart who really yeah. wants to try and do his best and can't because he's not very smart just being an outright buffoon yeah and yeah. that was a very joke where i was just like this is what annoys me about new seasons because he's just like yeah my adult magazines ha, yeah. ha, ha. Mm -hmm. it was just a weird little exchange that didn't need to be in there and didn't need to go for that long where they could have put anything else yeah into a story that was really convoluted and they could have developed the story a bit more so because yeah, at that point i thought it was gonna be okay now barty's gonna want to cut yeah and then later on he's gonna have to fly to someone else and they're gonna want to cut and we kind of mm. like get a kind of simple plan out of this yeah but um no the I movie not the band <laughs> but no they added bart as the person who's then blackmailing him which yeah is an unnecessary extra step when they yeah. could have just had barney do it yeah and they attempt to insert mo into it as well that was so bizarre so it's like i just walk around saying that hoping it'll work well goodbye yeah off i go i'm like wow yeah you thought about that one did you write that line at the same time you were coming up with this new character yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just as inspired yeah and what stands out to me yeah because we'll probably be able to knock it over in this question um the fun tendo z subplot mm -hmm. which didn't have an end <laughs> Yeah, no, its yeah. ending was, oh, we destroyed it because it was making the old people complain too much and now they have nothing again. Yeah. And this could have been an easy heart moment is kind of what bugs me is to have Lisa say to Grandpa, oh, 
I'm sorry you're in such a you know terrible place where they won't let you have any fun and have him say, look, you made us happy for a while and what you need to learn about happiness is it does end and you need to treasure it while it's there. Yeah. So thank you for what you did and we'll never forget it. Although we'll probably forget it because we're old. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba>. <laughs> and there's a tiny bit of heart to just put a little bow on this ending because it's just, it's over. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of characterized that episode though. I think they were doing so much with it and it all got mm. so messy that all the plot lines just stopped. Yeah. The B story yeah. just stopped. The main story just stopped. It all just went, boop, that's it. You know, you if know? I may uh, mention film classic, Dude, Where's My Car? It feels a little <laughs> bit just like, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then. It's just adding and adding and adding and adding without kind of coming around or having any of these things connect properly. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you meant to say Academy Award winning film, Dude, Where's My Car? Wait, but... No. <laughs> it should have. I mean, we live, in a a world, we live in a world where Bart Simpson has an Oscar. so That's uh, true. You know, let's never forget that. Sorry, also, I... Suicide Squad as well, I think. Yeah, best really? costume. Yeah. I mean, oh, they... that's right. Yeah, it did If too. you ever need proof they can buy Oscars, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that didn't feel like it had much to say as well. And it felt like it was setting something up. And the the women who run the old folks home destroying it, that's like your big plot twist. Oh, shit. You yeah. know, now here's the thing we have to come o- um, over, over later. And nope. no, that was the end of it. Yeah, it felt wasted. Yeah. You know? And especially because, yeah, there is comments to make about people working in nursing homes and, mm. you know, elder abuse and all, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it just didn't. And <laughs> It's just, yeah, a couple of half-baked Wii references. Yeah, and that also, uh, just to keep talking about the broader subject of new versus old, to me that's another example of where The Simpsons has started to go wrong. It seems that, from what I've seen up to season 20 and this as well, the B-plot purely exists to add about five minutes of gags away from the main story. Mm, for real. And they don't build up a proper story there or anything like that, you know? And there were some of those gags, you know, like, uh, what's his name? The dude who, not Grandpa, the other guy in the old folks' home who was playing? Jasper, uh, the guy with the beard. No, 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 oh, the guy who's like, guy. yeah, oh, hey, old Jewish yeah, guy yeah, yeah. is literally old Jewish oh, she guy. He doesn't actually have a name. <laughs> I think he might. It might be one of those comic book guy things where yeah, they say right, it right. once to, yeah. Yeah, like any episode with him in it will always make me laugh. So he was, it was mm. good to see him in there. But yeah, they just they do something with the B plot or just don't have a B plot. Yeah, because yeah. you've got enough pieces from the A plot to make that the main thing. Yeah, exactly. The old Jewish man, sometimes called crazy guy or crazy old man or old grey mare guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, Simpsons.fandom. Yeah, nice <laughs> to have many names. Names and none of them names. <laughs> Play count. Have you seen this episode before today? I have not. Nient. I have seen it a couple of times before. I generally like season 21, so I feel like I could sort of watch this in a playthrough. And yeah, recently, um, fuck, where were we? Where we were out in the city and we got a hotel room that night. And Oh no, that was down in Adelaide. I was going to say, what is it with, with, uh, with one of the pods in the key of Springfield like and subscribe guys yeah that's right and yeah you passed out and I was like way too drunk and all that was on the fucking TV was either New Simpsons or New Family Guy (laughs) (laughs) well there's an easy option yeah (laughs) I'm still sticking with New Family Guy yeah it's one of those things where I think for me it's like I I just gotta go along for the ride now 18 Mm. seasons I just like it's almost like a bad relationship man I just (laughs) Just gotta ride it to the end gotta ride it to the end you know that's uh, me and Simpsons as well and I think that's why I started a podcast to just (laughs) relationship (laughs) wackiness was this a particularly wacky episode of the simpsons i mean they dig up an entire dinosaur skeleton in the background of their house like it's i think it's all montage wacky but Mm. the dinosaur one really stuck out to me because it's like wait so homer's buying things for his family but hiding how they're getting them did they want a dinosaur skeleton And then how did you bury it? I mean, I like the joke that at the end, Santa's little helper was just exhausted. Yeah, that was a good side gag. But I'll just sit there going, ha, that's funny. 
wait, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) I actually kind of liked this little montage as well with Homer hiding the stuff, you know, Marge going through the car wash and then it just, it car filled to the brim with shit. That was funny. That that made me chuckle. I like that gag. Yeah. Lisa finding the Philharmonic tickets. Yeah. There was one that we all laughed at. Oh, yeah, Marge finding the necklace in Maggie's diaper. That's right. That was was really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I'm glad the pearls were still white. (laughs) Yep. yep. (laughs) The caveman gag, though. God, that was awful. Talking about dragging out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the very end, it's got a decent part where Bart's like, do I get extra credit for a breakdancing caveman? And Christmas Crawford's like, of course you do. (laughs) Line, good. Don't show me the visual. Yeah, yeah. That's it. They should have cut it off there. We're actually on a weird roll lately with Simpsons doing trendy dances of the time. Like, (laughs) in the episode we did with the Firestarters podcast, we saw the Marge crumping thing. And then a few episodes before that, Homer and Bart were flying out of nowhere. Yeah. Huh. Pretty soon they'll do so Charleston. <laughs> that's so th- in the classic, classic era. This is how The Simpsons stays relevant now, just through dance moves? Yeah, pretty yep. much. <laughs> hey, kid, we're dabbing. Woo! <laughs> um, they have Coldplay perform for just Bart and Homer. Oh, our one guest star for the episode, Chris Martin, played himself. Yeah. Also, I do like this joke of just, they start a song and Bart's like, how don't have to pee. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and then Chris Martin, not knowing what else to do, just sort of does some crowd work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, where are you from, Homer? <laughs> from here. Oh. Um, and then I don't like the follow-up gag of Homer going, can you use someone like me in the band? Sure, you can play the tambourine. I said someone like me. I yeah. Thought- well, that was actually another thing I noticed in the episode. A few things did pop up where it felt like they didn't even fit other ideas they had mm. for all the wacky stuff that Homer was doing with his money. And so that like things just ended. I was thinking... This is a fairly basic plot line. Yeah. How did you come up with so many ideas and not be able to whittle it down? Like, uh, Yeah. And yeah, they've got a real strange idea of how far a million dollars can go. Yeah. <laughs> well, 683000 or whatever it was after tax. Oh, did you oh, guys yeah. notice as well when they had that Uncle Sam character say, uh, this money will be going to a study to see what we should do with the money? Yep. It was just so out of sync. Like, oh, was it? Uh, yeah, it's like they did some ADR on that one. Or it could Probably. have been um, the way we watched this episode today. You said it was rather historic for the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the first time we've watched a HD era episode legally. <laughs> This is the first time we've watched a <laughs> HD era episode on Disney Plus. <laughs> Better. <laughs> and that might be where the sync issues came from because mm-hmm. Disney Plus has had a really unbelievably bad rollout the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah, there's been sync issues with certain TVs and things like that. So, um, no, actually, that's a very good point. But I will say, you know, it did for the most part, yeah, it looked clean and crisp. And, you know, the way we've been watching it before is less than ideal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we've had to go, well, it might just be the way we acquired these yeah. episodes that totally legally <laughs> <laughs> we got it from a truck yeah <laughs> truck truck truck, truck. <laughs> yeah the wackiness of this episode yeah during uh, homer's like yeah spending spree as well with bart it's sort of like timely references as well the whole zero g gag what do we think of this thing i mean it's a thing yeah the vomit comet yeah you know. Up barfing away, I think it was called, yeah. <laughs> Up chucking away. Yeah. Still good. It, it just reminded me of when, because um, I think Matt Groening actually went and did that at one point. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, because he was like one of the first people to do it and it became a thing because he was so, he's so goddamn loaded, you know, he can go out and do this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it did actually remind me that Matt Groening went up and did that one time. Mm. Oh, interesting. And made me also want to be wealthy enough to do it because it does look kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't um, know how much it costs, because I know for the release of um, Mass Effect Andromeda, they got a bunch of like journalists to come around, give them like a promo event, and one of the promo things they did was go on a vomit comet. Wow. 
Wow. Just a quick Google said $5,400, and that's in America. So, yeah. Ten, I mean, it's, 10 it's grand-ish. expensive, but yeah, it's not, but, you know, oh, it's bullshit. come down. Well, yeah. I think when Matt Groening did it, it was something like $40,000 mm. to yeah. go up because there weren't many companies doing it. I still remember there was a Penn and Teller episode where Penn just started taking off his clothes so he could be <laughs> do it naked. He <laughs> <It> would. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Nude in space, sort of. <laughs> I won't stray too far from The Simpsons, though, but one fun fact, that was how they filmed the zero-G scenes in Apollo 13. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. It was in one of those. Wow, that, like, yeah, back in the, the mid-90s, yeah, that would, it would have been pricey. Really expensive. Better. So, yeah, there's definitely more wackiness to go over, but the other pillar of Simpsons that we like to look at is the heart. Did you guys feel the ba-bumps? Uh, not entirely. Like, no. there's a little bit I thought we got a good a bit of a joke out of where... To apologize to Marge, Homer's made like this field with of her face that says love of her life, and he says, and that'll bloom every year to remind me how much I care about you. Like, that's a nice sentiment. Mm. And as they're flying away, there's a field of Homer just going, Whew. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That yeah. was a good gag to end on. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like him going, because I think the line was something like, to remind me that I've got the most forgiving wife possible. Am I off the hook? Yeah. You know, so that's a little bit well, shitty. Well, what kind of bugged me is um, at the end of this, they start singing Potato Potato, which Ugh. is what they were supposed to be doing for this speech that he missed. It's like, surely that song is a bad memory yeah. for yeah. Marge. Like, this is the memory of what he fucked up. You're not supposed to be endeared by it. Yeah. But, uh, all right, fine, whatever. I guess it's a public domain. I was about to say they paid for the song, but it's... Clearly... They absolutely did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, undermined its own heart, but not knowing what that heart was or what how it works. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was also another point where the episode was confused. It was like, are we making an episode of pure gags or are we making an episode where it's a redemption story with Homer mm-hmm. and Marge again or something? And it didn't land on any base because I don't think the episode knew what it wanted to be. Yeah. No, absolutely. And especially Marge as well sort of going, oh, screw the toast, sort of felt weird given how distraught she was at the wedding yeah. you know when marge cries that has impact and, yeah. and i honestly i did feel it in that moment you know homer fucking let her down and on the yeah. other side a million dollars yeah well 643,000 after tax or whatever it was yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the other thing it's like there's no way he spent that that's imp- i don't know how much it costs to get coldplay to do a solo show but let's assume <laughs> 200,000 at most yeah and honestly that's 100,000 more than you should be paying <laughs> i actually don't know how much a big band like that would get paid to play an arena yeah, neither do I, but Chris Martin, hit us up, let us know how much it costs, yeah, and uh, we will not pay that, but if you want to be on the show, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah, che- cheers, but no. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty cut and dry with the heart, but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I think it was just too disjointed for yeah. me to really feel like it. I mean, Homer hiding something from Marge is, you know, a staple, but at the same time, it's like, it is a lot of money, and the amount you could do with it, it might be worth this. Uh, I mean, I kind of like the idea of the conflict where, you know, if he tells her, then she's going to get mad, but then he can't use the money properly, but then he could just pay for everything in cash and not, I don't know. It's, mm. again, it's too disjointed for me. Weirdly, though, even though Bart was part of the main plot line and became the antagonist, you know, who was there to ruin Homer and everything, he was still weirdly underutilized. I felt mm. like he barely popped up in the episode, even though he was part of the plot line. Like, and yeah. for the first half, he just said about two words. So mm. that was an odd one. I mean, overall, it just sort of, it didn't gain any momentum because it was, like, like I said, trying to do too much at the same time. And then it all just, everything just had to stop and end. So yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like an episode of The Simpsons for me in that respect. But a lot of the gags did. There were yeah. some bits that felt like, 
an older classic when the writers were all at their peak and they had a great team in there. They had Conan O'Brien. Mm. Um, like, there was a few jokes there that landed, so it was good. But, yeah, for the most part, not not really. No. Yeah, I agree that the show didn't really feel like The Simpsons, but I don't actually have a problem with any of the character integrity, to be honest. Like, mm. I honestly feel like all the characters were behaving like themselves. That's true, yeah. Especially yeah. Ricardo Blue. Bomber. <laughs> I hope he comes back. <laughs> I want to I know, I know his arc. Hello, I'm now living with you, The Simpsons. My name is Ricardo. <laughs> Put a sock in it, Ricardo. Okay, I will never see from me again. Again. <laughs> but yes or no would you watch this episode again <sighs> yeah that's a tough one because uh, i wasn't outright pissed off at the end of it which i have been with some episodes but yeah, yeah again i feel like there's nothing more to pull from this so no. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say hangover test yeah yeah look if it was on maybe yeah uh, like if i was channel flicking on and it kept popped up on channel uh, whoever owns it now and broadcast it seven now has it isn't that a weird thing it's to odd say? yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even on the main channel too it's on seven mate it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a b channel show now but you know I, I might watch it again as well and you know episodes that we at least watch again maybe we like to talk about the playlist what playlist would this go in what other simpsons episodes remind you kind of of this one share thematical elements what simpsons pairs well with this is hot air balloons i guess i feel like they've shown up before Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I loved the, all right, surprise. Well, I did get a clue from the balloon safety video. <laughs> yeah, that I did like that. Very good gag. Maybe the one where, uh, just purely because it involves a lot of money, when Bart ruins Christmas and they mm -hmm. wind up with all the money yep. and then go and buy oh, a new yep. car and everything like that, possibly. But... It's actually interesting you say that because I've got like a money playlist sort of in mind for today's uh -huh. episodes. Okay. A little clue for, oh wait, that's kind of spoiled by the episode title, which lets yeah. what episodes we're doing. But anyway, it'll be a surprise for us. <laughs> I'm going to say Dog of Death, because that also has The Lottery. Oh, of course, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lotto episodes, of mm. course. Oh, Fortune Cookie playlist as well. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that <laughs> the cookie told me so. <laughs> yeah, that's some good playlists. BT, what would you change about this episode to improve it? Man, just tighter focus and just expand upon your idea, because what's there is interesting. It's just... It's just stacking on instead of tying anything together or linking things back to previous events. It's a tower instead of a sphere. That's not a great metaphor, me. <laughs> um, and the B-plot as well has the same problem. It's just and then, and then, and then, and then, rather than a cause and effect kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so just refocus and re reassemble this one because there's there's an episode here and uh i could use 90 more jokes but you know whatever <laughs> how about you peter what would you like to change uh i'd like 92 more jokes <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that bastard on the prices right it's one dollar lower who is closest without going over <laughs> we were looking for 94 jokes peter you come on down yes uh, um, i will say that is one of my few absolute favorite family guy jokes of uh what was the last bid uh one hundred and thirty thousand dollars yeah. thanks Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> I would honestly uh, have just cut the B-plot and just had the A-plot. Lisa did not need to be removed from the family story because yeah. everyone else is dealing with the money that Homer's won in mm. one way or another and it could have been a whole family story that, that she was involved oh, in too. son of a bitch! Sorry. What? You sound serious. No, it just smacked me in the head, you know, because they're... Um... You should have dodged it. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Uh, because Lisa's whole thing is like the nurses are, we don't get paid enough to deal with this bullshit, and Homer has an abundance of oh, money. Oh, you're right. Oh. It's right fucking there. Yeah. 
and it just hit me. So actually, though, talking about episodes that would pair well with two uh, other nursing home ones now, not even pair well with, just make me want to mm. watch when Grandpa gets yeah. all of his girlfriend's money and they revamp the nursing home. You know, when yeah, she, when she million dollar away. baby, I believe. Right, or is that no? That couldn't be because million dollar baby yeah. wasn't out yet. Oh, no, that's true. I forget what the name of that title is. Yeah, that's the other weird thing of Simpsons playlist of episodes that are using the <laughs> same reference for their title. Mm. Which one was Million Dollar AB though? I have a feeling it was a bad one. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's where Grandpa's a bullfighter. <laughs> what? Oh, right, of course. I haven't seen that one. How what, what in is the it? fuck can yeah, we forget that? Springfield are getting a football team and it's going to be the Springfield Meltdowns. Okay. Lenny and Carl have a great line that I love. It's like, I've got melt mania. And then Lenny's like, I've got down syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) And like all the stuff with them getting a football team is great. But then grandpa ruins it and then reinvents himself as a bullfighter after a suicide attempt. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Again, these convoluted plots. Yeah. So fun to explain yeah look I, I don't have anything to add to the change question that's fucking yeah it's so obvious it's ridiculous because yeah. Mm. yeah i think you can cut down on sort of the montage jokes and yeah just reiterating what i said you know make barney the uh, antagonist it doesn't really serve a function to have then introduce bart then introduce mo then yeah yeah mm. that's weird all right we're here bt do you have any other notes i got a bunch Bart at the beginning says, who says potato? It's like, songwriters who are stuck. That was, that was good. Loved that, that, yeah, that was like the first joke. I'm like, okay, episode, you got me interested. What do you What do you got? Especially because when they do the reprise of the song at the end and like it reminded me, oh yeah, there's a line in that song that's, I'll order oysters and you can have the ersters. It's, who the fuck <laughs> says ersters? I don't know. Someone with a weird dialect in America. I yeah. just say, wait, you've never had a big plate of ersters on a hot summer day? <laughs> oh man, they're the best. They're the, they're the- hey, I'm eating oysters here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the blurst. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the only time in my life that I've enjoyed oysters, I mean, besides Kilpatrick, is when we went to New Orleans and the mm. Acme Oyster oh, Factory. And, oh, oh, that does sound good. That was so delicious and creamy. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope. When they're doing the wedding and the Reverend Lovejoy's like, and now they'll read their own vows, which they wrote, because apparently mine weren't good enough. Show me how it's done, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and you could do a wedding playlist because, yeah, Lovejoy as well officiates all of them. Yeah. And I feel like there's this meme that a little bit of, forget it, Lou, someone going that fast has no time for a ticket. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke I think we all really lost. And I'd actually seen that one before because I think BuzzFeed did a roundup of like 20 late season Simpsons gags that show the show can still be sharp. Yeah. And that oh. was one of them. And it was just like, that is a damn good line. Yeah, yeah. We, we thought of the idea way too late of good jokes from bad episodes. But by then, I think we're already like 50 episodes in. It's like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> not going back no see that's the thing as well because there are a bunch of BuzzFeed-esque articles circulating at the moment because of The Simpsons being on Disney Plus you know oh, here right. are the top episodes you need to check out now that mm. it's on streaming and yeah, yeah. here are the top new episodes and I'm like oh man if I was working towards this I could contribute but I'm yeah. just going <laughs> to say no listen to the podcast <laughs> no my problem is any BuzzFeed article is like here are the worst Simpsons episodes ever and like their worst is one of our like failures but not like a hard everyone hate it failure like you Fucking fools! <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, we're not. They're not in the territory of like Bart and Lisa and Maggie go through early puberty because they yeah. drank hormone laden milk. They're not Bart getting his art teacher pregnant with voodoo. You yeah. know, they're all just like, ah, oh, in this one, Bart finds an exact clone of him. They switch places. Uh bad. It's like you don't even know, <laughs> and you've not seen the things I've seen. Um, a joke I kind of liked was when Homer's heart rate is going up because he's you know worried about telling Marge, and then he tries to calm it down. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I like the idea of the joke, but it should have just been flatlined and he's like, oh, too calm and then wakes it up. But instead he's got this out of body experience thing and it dragged on for too long. Again, like you're saying, Peter, it's just mm. they, they had the joke, but there was a smarter, mm. quicker, snappier way to yeah. write it. Yeah, yeah. Homer's trying to think of things to do with the money, and he's all like, I can get Hitler's baseball. <laughs> yeah. Or a mirror that tells me what to do. And then he imagines the mirror, and the mirror's like, You should buy Hitler's baseball. <laughs> that is, that was the only other gag from the episode that's still making me laugh. That was so fucking funny. Because yeah. again, it was quick, it was yeah. sharp. He just came in and went, I think you should get Hitler's baseball. And then disappeared. <laughs> that was so unexpected yeah. as well. And it was weird because like, I was already suspicious of it because it was the second thought bubble gag yeah. of this episode. And yeah. the other one was just like yeah. Lenny's thought bubble cloud raining on Marge. And mm. then yeah, again, dragged on so long. But yeah, the magic mirror. I liked it. Uh, a bit that was like, wait, what the fuck just happened is when Homer reaches in to get the money and then somehow dislocates his arm. Yeah, and that was then a bit odd. That's when Bart finds him. It's like, okay, but this isn't a plot point. Couldn't he have just taken the money out and Bart saw it? Yeah. Why did he have to dislocate his arm? And it was uh, so weird. And then, uh, yeah, do another reference to the, him doing the keyboard line from the Emerson, Lake and Palmer song. And it's just like... That was also a good joke that dragged out too long and mm. then turned into his delirium that was dragging out too long. Yeah, weird. But um, also, yeah, musical moment from this episode, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah, I've been meaning to check them out more. And my final note is the bit where, you know, Blaise is like, can't you let the old people have some fun? And like, they should have had fun before they got here. Yeah. <laughs> that was a decent line. Despite the fact that all a lot of those notes were positive, I still maintain uh, mixed feelings of this episode. How about you, Peter? Any other notes? Pretty much covered everything I was going to cover. That mirror, the mirror joke was my favorite one. No, that's mm. fine. But I do have in capital letters here, uh, what's this episode about? So <laughs> yeah, I guess, um, exactly. It just took convoluted. And I just felt like uh, I get the wedding part was an important part of the story to show what was happening. And, and like you said, Marge getting upset was a quite a good, impactful moment. But it turned out that the money was the actual story of the episode. I'm like, why did it take five minutes when you've only got 22 minutes to get to that point? Yeah. You know? It just seemed like a bunch of rambling gags. And then it finally kicked in. I'm like, oh, okay, now I know what it's about. However, um, and I feel bad for forgetting his name, but now I'm totally on board with the new character after thinking about it over this time <laughs> we've been recording this. Uh, what was his name again? Um, Ricardo Bomba. Ricardo, Ricardo Bomba. I, I want him back. I, I want him to have his own <laughs> spinoff. Um, yeah, well. Where he just drives around and muses about his new life in Springfield. With this catchphrase, soon you will be mine. I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Yes. Like, but again, I'm thinking about better ways to do that. Why not have Homer and sitting in Moe's all depressed? Moe's all like, ah, oh, Homer, why the long face? Like, ah, I've just, I've won something great, but I can't tell anyone about it. And then it cuts to Ricardo, what's his face? Who's sitting there going, oh, I also recently won a contest. And now I'm in Springfield. Wink to camera. Yeah. Have a little title card. Thanks for creating this character, blah, blah, blah. Because then we would know what the fuck is going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was the problem with his character, too. And you do see this a lot in. In, in newer Simpsons too is that they try and lean into writing that's so bad it's good mm. but they don't commit to making it that bad and it just winds up being shit like ah. that bit you know it was just completely bewildering and yeah if we hadn't done this podcast I would have just walked away going so they just wanted to murder someone yeah. I'm, I'm confused I thought it was like a celebrity of the time that I'd completely missed and that's why I got on yeah. Wikipedia thinking oh maybe they got a guest spot with this mm. dude as well and uh, yep. I'm like nope no and, and it's also weird like when they try and incorporate real world competition into the episode yeah like when they did the Stupid are we gonna Edna. yeah are we gonna keep ned and ed together vote now mm. internet ending i remember that yeah mm. such um, a cop out and i don't go to the simpsons for realism by any means but homer fell a long fucking way when yeah. he drove off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, kept going only have a broken arm after all yeah that. homer is a god and they fucking extended that fall just so they could bring in old mate as the new character yeah. <laughs> and also 
I'm not opposed to violence in media by any means, but weirdly violent when Mr. Burns was playing the FPS game on the yeah. on the thing, like when he's shooting the Nazis and their heads just like oh, yeah. blew up and eyeballs went everywhere. I'm like, oh yeah, good, yeah, killing Nazis, excellent, obviously. But wow, that gore came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit left of field. And, was... Oh, and yeah, he's like, oh, I'm shooting at the Nazis. Yeah, that's, that's not how I remember it. Waka waka. Yeah, I think that was uh, World War Wilhelm. That, <laughs> that game. <laughs> All right, time for my final notes. Now it's time and now. It's time for his final notes, Elliot's final notes. Ah. Another joke that went on too long is Homer encouraging everyone to do the train sound effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Again, I liked it and then it went on. And I'm wondering, like, because Community did a similar thing with um, them pretending they were at the carnival. Do you remember that? When... I've never watched Community. Really? I know. It's, oh. on, it's on my to watch list. Yeah. There's also a good one where Jeff pretends to be at the hospital and he's oh, yeah. actually shopping. Yeah, and the woman with the clothes scanner is doing the beep. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> um, yeah, better other shows. <laughs> we now know that the Quickie Mart is on Orchard Avenue. That's a weird little detail that Apu mm. put in. Mm. Uh, when they were playing with the Funtendo Z, they actually had Wii sound effects. Yeah. You could hear the oh, yeah the little blip uh, when you select things. That was like, I played a lot of Wii, so yeah. I know these sound effects inside and out. And yeah, it was the startup music as well. The... But they didn't use the best music from the Wii, which was the Wii Shop channel. Of course, yeah. I love the meme culture that's developed around that. I saw a nice Spanish acoustic guitar cover of that on YouTube the other day. Really? It was very pleasant. Yeah, it was quite nice to sit, kick back and listen to. How charming. Yeah. One of my favorites was there was a drag queen who did like a lip sync version of that. And she, and she was just going, bop, 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 But she was like really exaggerated. Oh, it was so, so wonderful. And I loved how Marge derived the the Panini Press was part of a government stimulus package <laughs> oh, just yeah, from the note, joke, yeah. which was enjoy from the government. <laughs> and my final note is Millhouse doesn't want Bart to be afraid of using the whip. Yeah, creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I okay, I must have just pushed that line yeah. to the back of my head because when I heard it, I didn't laugh. I didn't go. That was an awful line. I just went. Huh? I thought it was going to be like a Huckleberry Finn thing where he's all like, oh, you want to pull this rickshaw? It's like, uh, no, that sounds lame. So, no, trust me, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. But instead, it's got whip me, Bart. Mm, no. Make me your mill horse. Yeah. <laughs> the M in BDSM stands for <laughs> Millhouse. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, nah. You give it participant. But for the positive rankings, we got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes which The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Uh, Look, despite all the criticisms and stuff, I still think this episode was fundamentally okay. So I am going to give it a bronze. I do feel like I'm being generous because it definitely has participant moments. It's Mm. definitely not a failure. But yeah, that's just where I'm landing with it. PT. Uh, I'm glad you went bronze because I was almost there. Like a few more, a little bit more cohesiveness in the narrative, a few more jokes. I could have got there, but as it stands, this is just eh. It's bleh, bleh, whatever. It's a participant. All right, and Peter, participant for me as well. There were some good gags in there that made me chuckle. I'm still laughing at the mirror, saying "Go, mm-hmm. go, buy Hitler's, <laughs> Hitler's baseball." <laughs> I think you should buy Hitler's baseball. <laughs> but yeah, with it being so incoherent and having so unnecessary ideas that you, like you said, kept stacking on top of each other, only to lead to a conclusion 
conclusion that basically ended, which was quite unsatisfying. Just I don't think I'd really revisit it intentionally. So um, yep. and seeing what after we've talked about it, knowing what it could have been and how easy it would have been to to yep. do that. But I still want to see the return of old mate in this car. <laughs> yeah. like, I keep forgetting his name, but I, I want him in back In my head, now. it's just Rico Suave. Rico Suave, <laughs> all right. Ricardo Bomba. It's been 10 years since his debut. I can't believe this episode's already 10 years old. Oh, it's wild, And we it? still haven't seen him again yet. <laughs> Any time. He could refer. <laughs> well, and, you know, Krusty died in one episode. Mm. That's true. Maybe it was Ricardo's insurance scam too. <laughs> ah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that no one cared enough about his story to <laughs> <laughs> chase him up on it. Is like, I'm I've on been a, here the entire time. <laughs> I'm on a boat. I'm going to leave Springfield now. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a shiny participant. This will be the fourth episode from season 21 to be called a shiny participant. Mm-hmm. It'll be joining American History Excellent, where Mr. Burns goes to jail and does like a Green Mile thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to go past season 20 because some of this shit just sounds odd. Oh. It's bonkers as fuck. There's some wild shit. Like, also from season 21, Shining Participant was Judge Me Tender, where Mo becomes a judge on an American Idol show. Oh, yeah. And also The Bob Next Door, where it's basically a face off parody with Sideshow Bob. Mm. And you see a lot of like horror like bob's face peeling off and it's a wild ride Mm. all right now before we move on to our teens era we must ask the question is that reputation justified is that reputation justified I really like all the sound bites on this podcast. Say, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're really good. And, the, and that you didn't pre-record them and play them. You just see no, them every well, single time. Yeah, yeah. I do have a pre-recorded version just in case he's not here. Yeah, those <laughs> times when I'm not here. <laughs> Emily Vanderworth of the AV Club. Why, what's a Vanderworth? <laughs> all the sound bites, yeah. <laughs> she gave this episode a B. Wow, okay, generous. Which on their ranking is probably about like bronze probably edging on silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, She says, this was a completely stupid plot. (laughs) But to the show's credit, it commented on this when Homer told Marge he won the lottery and she said she'd rather have the money than the wedding reception performance he missed. Lisa gets the old people a wee stand-in plot was one of those ones where the Simpsons writers had obviously noticed something in pop culture, but have yet to wholly grasp what it is or why it is important. That's pretty accurate, yeah. yeah. Well, it's time for our Teens Era episode, and yeah, we're building on a theme of a bit of a million-dollar playlist and also some musical moments. So with that in mind, we are watching New Kids on the Black. Oh, yeah. Just from episode title alone, do you guys know which one this one is? Yvonne at Neon. Hey. <laughs> Backwards is Meryl Streep. Huh. <laughs> All I right. learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 12, Episode 14, New Kids on the Black. First released in February of Ought 1, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Tim Long, surprisingly enough, in this episode. This is the one where Bart Milhouse, Ralph and Nelson are in a boy band. And yeah, guys, what'd you think? Word. <laughs> God damn it. Word. All right, fine. Word. If we're, if we're all going to do it. I, I grossly underestimated how sharp the writing is in this episode. It is yeah. a perfect example of when The Simpsons was moving away from its grounded past, mm. but nailing outlandish plots. Mm. Like, they just commit to the bit and they stick with it. They don't try and justify it in the context of The Simpsons. Like, it, it, their world or anything, it throws up so many questions that it doesn't waste time answering. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. Bart's not in school because he's off 
touring the world now. What happened to all the money he would have got from being in this band that was super popular? How did they get so famous overnight? Yeah, I said this is the million dollar music playlist. I'm sort of playing a bit fast and loose with this one because yeah. we don't actually see him earn a million dollars. No. But it's definitely implied if he's getting home massages. Yeah. Yeah. If they've got enough success to be on the cover of Mad, then yeah. uh, they're pretty big. I also love the idea that Mad Magazine was once so profitable they could have their own building. Yeah. Uh, with Not Alfred E. Newman on top. Yeah. <laughs> a skyscraper <laughs> in New York. Yeah. An interesting connection as well. I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast Everything's Coming Up Simpsons, but uh, one of the co-hosts, Ali Gertz, would actually go on to be uh, one of the head or at least a main contributing writer in uh, Mad's final days of being a print publication, which was only like this or last year. It was earlier this year. Yeah. 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 Is wow. that one? Yeah. Just an amazing bit of connective tissue with yeah. this in the episode. Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and again, with the trivia, a bit of trivia on that. Justin Timberlake in the recording after, I mean, he had trouble delivering this line. He was just like, this is just something I wouldn't say. So the editors had fun with it and reinserted the single take over and over again. <laughs> it's, it's the sound, same sound bite you hear it every time. It's like the whole meep thing. No, they just doubled it up on track. And that <laughs> is exactly what I was talking about, how they lean into how crazy mm. and outlandish and silly this episode is. Yeah. He says it three times in about a minute, and they use the same shot that they animated as exactly. well. They just, keep, they just keep using that footage over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Word. It's just so good. Yeah. And yeah, our guest stars for the episode. Justin Timberlake, Lance Bays, Chris Kirkpatrick, JC Shazes, and Joey Fatone, who just uh, amuses me every time that not only is he the fat one of NSYNC, but his name Joey Fatone is spelt fat one. (laughs) (laughs) You can't write that. No. (laughs) Does sound like he should be a mobster that's also fat. (laughs) Joey Fatone sleeps with the fishes. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I mean, what do we think of their performance? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I think they really nailed it. Like when the show was nailing celebrity cameos, they weren't just going, oh my God, it's, uh, who did we bring up before? Julian Assange or something. Yep. You know, they put them into the episode mm. and they were willing to take the piss out of themselves yeah. hard. I think there was a bit of that, especially because it sounded like they say, used the same soundbite with Millhouse as well. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet Millhouse, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was self referential at mm. the same time. So it didn't, yeah, feel as egregious as, as an Assange or a Musk or a... Oh, fuck. Third example. <laughs> Comedy's in threes, damn it. Not this time. All right, let's hook into the questionnaire. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Man, I'm going to say the very ending. It's an episode that's comprised a lot of little bits I like, but uh, in terms of an overall big moment, not too many, but I think what I did really like was uh, them forming this plan of how to get LT Smash back on side and Bart's like, guys, we only have a bit, a few minutes to so shh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. like, it just happens while they're debating. It's like, oh crap <laughs> and it is in this moment where they're spending like a minute going a perfect song will help defuse this situation all right let's formulate the plan and then not nope, undercut it <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i love about that bit all right you peter what's a moment from this episode stands out to you for better or worse i love that they get the b plot out of the way in the first five minutes and you can see the difference that that makes compared to the one we watched earlier i can't remember the million dollar maybe where they try and integrate the b plot into the main story it's like nope they got that gag out of the way they clearly had a few gags they didn't want to drop they all go in the first three minutes with the marathon and um, what's his name losing to Hitler's Zeppelin which is still... <laughs> Jesse Owens Jesse we Owens have... that's right we've got a 
a weird Hitler playlist going on today as well. <laughs> we got too, a yeah. weird rickshaw playlist going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hitler and rickshaws. No Millhouse there. Uh, and even, like, <laughs> even the marathon. It's not just the marathon. It's 10 second jokes that constantly yeah. follow mm. each other. It's just bam, bam, bam. And it's so funny. And then they go, okay, no, and here's the main plot. Yeah. Like it just feels like they were letting the writers have fun for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, it, and it definitely feels like we hit the ground running on this is the tone of the episode where we have, yeah, Jesse Owens uh, proved Hitler wrong by beating his Zeppelin at yeah. the Olympics. <laughs> Straight off the bat, it's like, this episode is going to be absurd and you're coming along for the ride. And then what's his name doing the long jump? <laughs> it just keeps going over the, over the stadium. The equipment. <laughs> and then Hitler's there as well. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> and yeah, Homer getting the idea from that that he's going to run a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> Getting in a brief argument with Marge is like, all right, fine, we'll swap jobs for yeah. a day and see who does what. Marge yes. just goes, what? Yeah, even then he's got the great bit where Lisa's like, well, that's a great idea, Dad. Running ads years to life. Stay out of this, Lisa. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the one that made us all laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm a regular Billy Crystal. You got yeah. that right. <laughs> Again, just a wonderful, sharp, quick writing. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, this is very far removed from a grounded Simpsons episode with lots of heart, but god damn is it a rollicking good time and yeah, I'm going to say what stands out to me is probably the highlight of the episode for me actually is Lisa's discovery of the whole join the navy thing which I refer to another podcast that's best days are behind them, the Cracked Podcast. There was an episode with Alex Schmidt, Michael Swaim, and they had a guest, Dana Gould, who's a prominent Simpsons writer. And Michael Swaim called him up on the whole Ivanette Niage thing and mm. goes, the T isn't a hard T in that. It would be Ivan Ethniage, wouldn't it? And then Dana Gould goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can explain that. See, it's what's known in the industry as bad writing. (laughs) (laughs) To that, I mean, I did just quickly check with Danny. Now, Danny has three talents in this world. Guitar, being handsome, and being able to say things backwards. So he says, for us, like and subscribe should be Beer axe busted Mac Air Hull. Well, reverse that. See if it comes up as like, like and subscribe. Why can't this scary? But yeah, Lisa's whole interaction with LT Smash is like some of my favorite writing. Yeah. The whole, the full stop comes right off. Yeah, that's right. Lieutenant <laughs> LT Smash. <laughs> that's so good. And just the uh, liminal, subliminal, and superliminal. What's that? Hey, you guys, join the Navy. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, and then at the final, now that you know, I can't let you leave. She's just, just not even running out. away, just wandering outside. <laughs> he goes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like the level of playing into the tropes, playing them well, and also subverting them is just so ridiculously cool in yeah. this single scene. And again, although this isn't the most grounded episode or anything, like these are the moments which, yeah, just bring me so much joy watching it. Mm. So Play Count, have you seen this episode before today? Uh, many times. I yeah. do like it. it. It's one of my favourite wacky era Simpsons episodes and also partially because I actually used to surprise, surprise, nerdy dude, uh, read and so high school outcast, um, read a lot of Mad Magazine in high school. So yeah, this, uh, yeah that, that gag I thought was really, really funny too. So like all the Mad Magazine integration was very entertaining oh yeah especially <laughs> how about everybody hates raymond <laughs> <laughs> we stayed up all night but it was worth <laughs> it <laughs> yeah um how about you bt 
I've uh, seen this episode before. I've seen it old school. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Joey Fatone. Word. Wonderful performance. <laughs> yeah, I-, I can't count the amount of times I've seen this, and especially I remember at the time because this was around the height of NSYNC. I mean, mm-hmm. you said it after we watched it. It's sort of weird thinking of Justin Timberlake as a part of NSYNC because yeah. he's so far removed from that now. Yeah. And when you're saying, yeah, this is the height of NSYNC, you can see that the writers understood mm. what was like the boy yeah. band phenomenon, unlike Funtendo Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they didn't quite get what they were making fun of. They fully knew the world at the time. And it wasn't just NSYNC. There was, you know, they came off the back of Backstreet Boys. And then there was, I can't even remember the names of half of them, but there were so many imitators. Oh, yeah. that oh were being God, like out. 98 Degrees mm. and fucking, uh, yeah. Boys for now. That's right. <laughs> Damn it. That took me a second and I realised. Damn I it. I want to slap him in his face. <laughs> Bob's is that right? Yeah, I think it's also the difference between, I think, the writers' kids were, you know, of the NSYNC age at the time, whereas, mm. like, Nintendo Wii, mm. maybe the writers are grandparents at this stage, or at least their kids are grown up, and there's not maybe that immediate... Or, you know, they were at a bar and they saw something on the news about old people paying Wii, and they weren't paying attention, but they think they got the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's like the fucking YouTube and flossing episode that we saw. Mm. It's just like, oh, YouTube and flossing are a thing, yeah. and we'll muddle together an episode around it. <laughs> but yeah, this one as well, um, the writers and sort of people working on the show during NSYNC's recording brought in their kids to meet them, and Tom Hanks, who was filming Castaway on a nearby soundstage, <laughs> caught wind of this. And also brought his kids because he and his kids wanted to meet Ensign. I had no idea. That's amazing. <laughs> and Tom Hanks, who would, yeah, later appear in the Simpsons movie. And yeah, another interesting thing is uh, Justin Timberlake actually recorded his part separately from the rest of NSYNC because... He was too good for them. Not yet. He, he had a family <laughs> emergency, unfortunately. Oh, okay. You yeah. monster. Why would you joke about that before? <laughs> There's um, a Justin Timberlake's relative. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Whatever. <laughs> Cry me a river. <laughs> ah, damn it! Wake up, me. Remember Justin Timberlake's discography, for God's sake. <laughs> How dare you forget his discography? Now, Beach, yeah. you don't need to put down your headphones and turn off the mic. Don't be so quick to walk away. That's right. I'll come back. I'll bring Sexy back. Hey. Thanks for the setup. <laughs> <laughs> Wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I mean, Jesse Owens outruns a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> Someone doing a long jump does the equivalent of being hit for six. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I completely forgot about and died laughing at uh, when Skin is making an announcement and goes, and from now on, anything caught in your zipper will be handled by a school nurse and not by me. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, a lot of questions. I love in this moment as well that here's the song your principal didn't want us to play. And it's like, yeah, it's, what are you talking about? I organized this. <laughs> Not only that, but it couldn't have been like the more sappiest ballad ever. And, it, and just the follow-up with LT Smash being like, they're going to be huge. And you stood in their way. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't. I came here early and made orange drink. <laughs> Which I will say, he had the orange drink backstage and not available for the crowd where it would have been useful. Yeah, it was for the band. Yeah, dude. It's in oh, their rider. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, 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 someone's never been in a green room, right? <laughs> and he loves green. Uh, but I also love Different it. green room. Yeah. Skin is just introduction of are you adequately prepared to rock? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's yeah worth mentioning as well. A lot of these songs fucking kicked ass, I yeah. gotta say. They, they work. They stick in your head. Yeah. Like even drop the bomb is like this is not one you really want to sing out in public without mm. it if people are knowing well, the context. Anymore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that song kind of slams. Yeah. Yeah. Any clues on who wrote them? Or? 
Uh, no, from all I can discover, it was most likely Chris Ledesma, who does a lot of the music for The Simpsons, and probably Alf Clawson as well. Oh, fantastic um, job. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a great little whack in the beginning is the prize for the Springfield Marathon is a walking tour of Springfield. <laughs> Just, oh, get, damn, that joke kills. I and, think, yeah, those sort of things contribute to this sort of first part fuck you're not really feeling that yeah because it was fun i I mean even then they've got the backup of well here's a new competitor he's full of pluck moxie and grit all of which will be tested for later yeah (laughs) yeah i love that they get that far with the award ceremony before anyone in springfield cluing on that it's mine he was wearing a mustache (laughs) (laughs) i use up all of my english (laughs) and my last note on whack i think is um that was an ad for Stridex pads. Medicated, yeah. y'all. <laughs> Just the overly teeny bopper announcer. Oh, yeah. And when they didn't cut to the clip soon enough and she's just standing there. Uh, Rock! Yeah. <laughs> LT smashes uh, hippie fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting less frequent. Yeah. Just, yeah, hippies on grasshoppers Daniel shooting P. flowers. Burn down the barbershops. I hate America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what conservatives think <laughs> the left wing is. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be, yeah, the picture of that, like, this is what liberals want. Yeah. <laughs> the future that, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, and just the switch from decommissioned to commissioned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and operated with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> which has seemed to not be used for shooting, but for pushing buttons and flipping switches. What do you use a gun for? Well, I don't because I live in Australia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has been a public service now. Yeah. Where people wear hats <laughs> on their feet and hamburgers eat people. <laughs> Way off the wacky scale, but wacky because they commit to the bit with sharp, fast writing and just so many, like it's gag after gag after gag. Same notes as you. The mm. only different one being is I love in this episode, Homer is only in it to drop one-liners. Yeah. He, he contributes nothing. Like when he comes out, <laughs> goes, Dad, LT's gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't offer any help throughout the episode. No, and like the misdirect that everybody had left the aircraft carrier, and as well that they're jumping down into knee deep yeah. water as uh, well. That was great. Just yeah, a quick <laughs> blanking on casually walking away. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, and then just paddle, paddle, paddle. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, Homer coming out of the toilet, which, you know, to me, writing wise indicates that he's going to help save the day. Yeah. And he's just like, zip, one song stuff. Yes. <laughs> he's going crazy. Yeah. I'm not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, there's a ton of more wackiness to go through. Mm-hmm. You said it best. This is in the wacky seasons, but how about the heart? So anyway, uh, the wackiness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the aircraft carrier is called the USS Sea Spanker. <laughs> I mean, I think the only heart you can derive from this episode is in the Lovey Dovey songs. You know, mm. <laughs> not wanting to be a silent G. Because <laughs> you'd give it all up for that special girl. Yep. yep. I love in the ballad as well that it's like, I saw you at the spelling bee and I knew from first sight it was L-U-V. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could still spell the word right and still have it rhyme. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> but it's just funnier. And the syllables fit. <laughs> yeah. Also, man, it, was, it was the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, there was no time to spell things correctly back no. then. <laughs> it would be a few years until Hollaback Girl would tell us how to spell bananas. <laughs> until then, we were all on our own. <laughs> I also love that Ralph, for whatever reason, is the baritone oh, singer of this. So I was going to say, can we get some James Earl Ralph on uh, I'm a Pop Sensation? <laughs> yeah, I think one of my notes was his voice is like butter in my ears. <laughs> a silent G. <laughs> I'm a pop sensation. <laughs> I want to twirl. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry, just to explain for you and any new listeners that might be uh, listening to the podcast today, there's a reoccurring bit where me and Danny do impressions of James Earl Jones 
lines, but doing Ralph lines. Yeah. I cannot remember how that started. Yeah, niche. Definitely but- with Danny. Niche, but I'm on board with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no heart in this episode. It's no. not what it's going for, but ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, I yeah. mean, a much wackier one, but hell, it's fun. Yeah, very much teens era and, Simpsons. And very mm. subvertive of the usual tropes. Yeah. Yeah. And you could also, and I may be digging into this a little too far, but I think you can hear how much fun everyone who was involved mm. in that episode was having. Yeah. Like, the only thing that it might be different to with feeling like a Simpsons episode, it is probably one of the fastest episodes, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. if you stop yeah. paying attention for a sec, you're going to miss a gag. It's just oh, yeah. like, it's almost like adult swim comedy in a way where it's just like, bam, 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 joke after joke. Kind of like, not as insane, but some of the speed reminded me of Harvey Birdman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. like my pages of note, it's just mm. fucking so full. Yeah. Like a lot happens in this episode. Yet it doesn't feel like it's going all over the place either. It's got a through line. It works. Yeah. Like, mm. And I think yeah, part of that is not having this B story that's irrelevant that they're cutting to. Yeah. You know, it's following the one through line, even though they do have the first act. Fuck you. Doesn't really matter. Part of it. Mm. But at the same time, it functions in the way that it's setting up Bart to. Be the bad boy of the group. And also mm. some of the jokes in the marathon scene are just great, like comic book guy getting stuck in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the manhole and, mm. and Homer uh, looking like Grandpa because he's dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I, I, yeah, I didn't really think much of the whole getting third wins and hitting a wall joke. That was a misfire. Yeah, but I, lo- I loved his item check, you know. Uh, sweatpants, <laughs> nipple tape, check, check, and check. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? 100%. Word. <laughs> and episodes we'd like to watch again. Oh, yeah, I'd watch Actually, it. Actually, can, can, I, can I re-record my reply there so I can just be in the <laughs> uh, I would watch it um, uh, old old school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, give me a word. Word. <laughs> you can maybe find my best word and then just cut it into every single part. Actually, you know you said you had some stuff pre-recorded. Can you put that on the soundboard? Yep. <laughs> word, word, word. Justified word. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd watch it again. And episodes we like to watch again, we like to think about what playlist we put this in. What other Simpsons episodes would pair well with this one? Hitler and Rickshaws. Yep. <laughs> We've stumbled upon that playlist, apparently. I'm trying to think of other ones that are just really out there silly to this degree. Uh, the Navy. Oh, the of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah, military service episodes mm-hmm. and put yeah. this with Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. And I guess if it's military themed, what about when uh, Sideshow Bob steals the atomic bomb? Yeah, the yeah. Air show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. God, were there any other boy bands ones or pop sensations? Uh, no, there was when Homer went to rock and roll fantasy camp. Mm. Oh, there's actually an interesting connection with this one because that episode and this episode are the only two ones where they've had this post-credits view of the guest actors doing oh, yeah, right, in yeah, the recording yeah. studio. Yeah, surprising. Um, it, I suppose it's different when there's a group of voice actors. But yeah, it's only happened two times and it's sort of because these were like relatively close together episodes, it felt like this was a thing that they were doing. Mm. Yeah. Because especially both of them, you know, like you said, large groups, there was a lot of interaction. So I suppose when you've only got one guest, you want to kind of keep the mystery going. Whereas if you've got a group, it's more fun to pan around and watch all these people doing these voices. Yeah. Uh, and look, it was certainly also getting into the time when celebrity cameos were becoming a bit more mm. frequent in yeah. The Simpsons, but not gratuitous. So I get why they wanted to show it off. No, absolutely. Well, especially the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp episode having yeah. fucking <laughs> Tom Petty, Lenny Kravitz, yeah. two yep. of the, uh, the Rolling Stones fucking, and seven others. Yeah. <laughs> All right, BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Wait a minute, this <laughs> full stop comes right off. <laughs> Boutenants. <laughs> the time has come. Uh, no, that was. What would l- you like to change about this episode? Not really too much. It's maybe a bit heavily on the wacky. That's not strictly speaking a bad thing, but 
it's hard to maybe gauge how anyone feels about anything that's going on or cares or something. Mm. I don't know, maybe a little bit of, you know, Bart's success and what it means for him, but then we'd have to take something away. And I don't think I want to take anything away other than maybe some of the jokes at the beginning. But again, they weren't bad. So nothing is my long, short answer. All right. Peter, what would you like to say? I agree. It's certainly not a perfect episode Mm. because... um, like for what it is, I think it's one of the best examples of a wacky episode. I do yeah. prefer the yeah. ones that do have a little bit of heart, and that's what makes those golden era Simpsons ones so special. But yeah, I couldn't think of anything I want to add or remove. Possibly Homer doing more stupid one-liners like he did throughout <laughs> yeah. the entire episode, like Ivanetniyaj. I love that wacky rhythm or whatever he says. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like Ramalama Ding Dong. Well, give peace a chance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That is an amazing fucking line. Uh, and, and that, again, just how quick and sharp this episode is. Like, I'll give a piece of chance. It's uh, funny because, you know, this episode came out in February of 2001. This is, yeah, like half a year before 9-11 happens and before, you know, the Iraq conflict really ramps up and mm. all that. That's an interesting point. Actually. I mean, I obviously, Simpsons are part of the deep state and they were planting that <laughs> seed of recruitment ah. early. Duh, Elliot. <laughs> Stop, Otto. You're being brainwashed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't change anything. And also, I do like rewatching it because it is such a product of its time. This yeah. episode is a time capsule, like NSYNC and Mad Magazine in the same episode. You know, that's just so early 2000s. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. I mean, like, it might have been around for, you know, decades before that, but it was still very much at its height at that point. Mm. No, absolutely. And it was still, yeah, print publication. Mm. Yeah, this is one of these things where I know this isn't a perfect episode by any means, but I'm definitely not qualified to, to <laughs> rewrite this and improve it. Like and We can't rewrite a Tim Long episode. This feels <laughs> weird and yet so right. That man has made me feel so confident in my ability so many times because of his awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> the writer of Lisa Goes Gaga. Word. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he wrote it. Old school. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it works. Yeah, we're here. Final note time. BT, have any? Oh, of course I do. I do like the back and forth of Bart jumps into the car. It's like, who are you? You'll learn that when the time is right. Uh, it says here you're LT smash. <laughs> the time is right. You're LT smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm LT- God, I fucked that up entirely. Yeah, well. I hate me. And finally, because I've already covered a bunch of them, is Mad Magazine Towers Collapse. One of the is everyone okay? I actually feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Got that Weird. kink out of my neck. <laughs> How about you, Peter? Any other notes? Uh, yeah, at the marathon at the start, the Elbato graffiti lives and is still outside the police station. I love that they've kept that running mm-hmm. through throughout the show for that long. Oh, interesting. And no one's tried to wipe it off. So. <laughs> Reinforcing that he is the bad boy. Oh, and also that um, all the throwaway gags, like mm. the hippie fantasy and things like that, I love that it's all integrated into the plot, even though they mm. are just throwaway jokes. Like that that hippie fantasy thing, you can tell yeah. someone just thought, this sounds like a dumb idea, let's put it in, but they don't just drop it in and be like, huh? Huh? Silly joke. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's integrated into the plot. And it's quickly built upon, because it's like, ah, oh, was it the hippie dream again? They're becoming less frequent. So. Yeah, and then it's, it's done, and they move on to, yeah. It's a quick joke, but then, you know, he's seconds away from having a full breakdown and kidnapping everybody, so it's yeah. like, you know, this kind of shows that he was maybe already a little unstable. Yeah. yeah. And he has a history of this, so... Yeah, but other it being an amazing product of its time and being a weird, possibly unintentional time capsule that was just mm-hmm. yeah. largely created to capitalize on what was popular at the time, it's it's fun to go back to that era, yeah. especially because we all we all grew up through it. You know, we, yeah. we lived through that. <laughs> but also, unlike the Nintendo Wii, it's like it's not just commenting. Oh, this was a thing. Mm. You know, it built a thing around it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm very fascinated by yeah history as perceived by pop culture. So yeah, yeah and this is a really good example of that. Mm. 
And yeah, in my final notes, I love the gift basket scene. And it's like, okay, now we've got to send them a gift basket. But yeah, they were nice enough to include a crowd taser. <laughs> well, you need one. And demonstrated again on Joey Fatone. <laughs> well, he really cops it in this he episode. He really does. <laughs> uh, I should have added too, I really don't like what LT Smash does to the good name of Star Blitz Productions. <laughs> <laughs> With three Zs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get in that moment as well. Like, But your pant legs. And yeah. he pulls the cord <laughs> and they come out. And the way the fan opens his shirt. Yes. <laughs> oh, chest tattoo playlist. Oh no, it's the Navy. The. <laughs> oh, and with Lisa discovering the thing, after they do the Eva Netanyahu video and, you know, they establish that melody of the chorus. Da, 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 da. Mm. When she's, like, suspicious and she's going through the tape, there's a slight little musical sting there that's repeating that motif, but it's mm. doing it in a more suspicious, uneasy form. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Da. yeah, and it's just a really clever thing. Oh, yeah, product of its time as well. End with a matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone was doing the bullet time bit. Hitting that boat would have hurt his back. He just like, bent right <laughs> onto that thing when he yep. went down. Oof. I saved you from public spoofing. <laughs> just love that line. And, and I love the ending as well. The, the end sync's like, Haha, we've had a lot of fun today. Yeah, the little public service announcement. <laughs> but the Navy are keeping us safe from Godzillas and <laughs> pirates and jellyfish. Those things will sting you. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, it's time to rank this thing. BT. I'm going to go with a silver. It's one of those ones that doesn't have anything particularly wrong with it, but maybe it's just a little too wacky for me to have a great time with it and doesn't have any kind of character heart or anything to really ground it. So it's a hell of a lot of fun, but I don't feel like it's quite to the gold. All right. Yeah. Uh, you, Peter? I think it's a light gold for me. It's not like, you know, one of the really good golden episodes or certainly not cubic zirconium. But watching it today, I hadn't watched it in a while. And yeah, I really underappreciated how sharply written it is and that they just go for broke and commit to how silly it is and don't try and do anything mm. with it at all. Mm. It's just like, yep, this is where we're going on a ride and viewers, you're coming with us. And if you don't want to, then jump off the ship now. But be careful. The water's only knee deep. Uh, <laughs> You'll be fine. You can yeah. walk <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm surprised in myself that I am going to give it a gold Mm -hmm. and it's only just a hair above silver again just Mm. because like being a teen super wacky episode just Mm. it can't get that much higher and it's surprising me that it's getting that high to begin with but yeah it's just it's so fucking snappy and it moves Mm -hmm. through the paces and it's an absolute joy to watch and the only inconsistency in the episode, I think, is, yeah, the Ivan Ethniage. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, who gives a shit? I was having fun. All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a dull gold. And it'll be the fourth episode from season 12 to be called a dull gold. It'll be joining Treehouse of Horror 11 with the Hansel and Gretel style yeah, story yeah. and Ghost to the Dad with Homer chokes on a bit of broccoli. Mm-hmm. and Oh, and Night of the Dolphin as well. Yep. Those are some good segments. And also, worst episode ever where comic book guy has a heart attack and then starts dating Agnes Skinner after it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's the one with what's his name in it, the special effects guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Tom um, Savini. Tom Savini, yeah. That's it. Also, Tennis the Menace, where <laughs> the Simpsons get a tennis court. Right. <laughs> which we've been criticised for giving that too high of a ranking, but yeah, I think it's fine. How can you criticise the right answer? That's weird. <laughs> All right, guys, you've earned it. We are going to our classic episode. And now, Peter, I gave you the choice with a little short list. What episode did you pick today? Uh, Springfield, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling. Oh, my God, you got the full title as and well. Springfield is spelt with dollar signs. That is essential. <laughs> <laughs> Sign Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode we are doing. We will be back 
old school. Word. <laughs> and we are back, and we just watched our final classic episode for the evening, and fuck my dog, what a classic it was. <laughs> this was season five, episode 10, Dollar Pringfield, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling. First released in December of 1993, it was directed by Wes Archer, written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weins... Josh Weinstein, uh, Weinstein, I got corrected. Wienersteiner. <laughs> In this episode, it's the fucking casino one, guys. What'd you think? Oh man, oh man, so good. Fantastic. <laughs> it's the perfect combination of classic grounded Simpsons with heart mm-hmm. and just a little bit silly. Oh, yeah. like, and it's just so showy. There's so many visual gags in it. You're getting some celebrity cameos, not actually voiced by Henry Kissinger, but that he was regarded <laughs> as a celebrity cameo in The Simpsons mm. back in the day. <laughs> Must have let them know I dropped it in the toilet. <laughs> not I, the man who drafted the Paris Peace Accords. I feel like even after that bit, they just stand there awkwardly, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, just walks away. <laughs> just... In an episode where there's such rapid fire shit that there is this joke that they can take a couple of extra couple of seconds with yeah. and not feel it dragged out. Well, and I think that's also because I, having watched these with a critical eye for the first time, I've seen mm. things slightly differently. I mm. think this is an early example of The Simpsons starting to become self-referential. Yeah. So I think that bit there, they're just like, well, this is a really odd joke in this episode. And so the writers are probably just like, have them pause and recognize how weird it is having having Hank Kissinger. And then later on, they're like, you know, does anyone have any objections? Mm, Probably Marge Simpson. Marge, Marge. (laughs) Peace and carrots, rhubarb, rhubarb, Marge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was just a phenomenal delight to watch. And Mm -hmm. the animation of it is just so beautiful. Mm. Like particular you know animation techniques that you lose from doing digital like because when they're in the casino you know bright lights and everything they've got like this overexposed backlighting going through like the pokies and the the big flashing lights and everything which just some of these beautiful old world animation techniques yeah. that really give this episode a sense of contrast against a lot of simpsons mm, mm. but yeah let, let's fucking dive into it i'm so excited bt for better or worse pick one moment that stands out to you dear god well first of all i can comment on like a general thing in that a lot of the classic episodes we find are really front heavy with jokes and quotable moments and classic lines and all that sort of stuff and then as you go they kind of filter out and you get more of you know the story and heart moments this actually kind of does the opposite. I thought the opening was a little bit slower than I remembered it being, but then it, the second act gets even better, and then the final act is just wall-to-wall note-taking. I was taking notes so fast, I was like Homer at the end, because it's all just so rapid and everything. Think before you write each word. <laughs> I know, pretty much. You're gonna read a Federara. Yeah, and just for a, a quick pat on the back to ourselves is, you know, this is the one that famously predicted a famous tiger mauling uh, oh, yes. from Siegfried and Roy. Oh, that hadn't happened by that no, point. Oh, was, I thought it had. This was several years beforehand, which is also noted in uh, Cracked's After Hours, which is, stars a certain Michael Swaim, former <laughs> guest on this podcast. So, And we can say friend of the show. I know. <laughs> I love it when podcasts say that, and now we can too. I know. So friend of the show, Michael Swaim. You called this one. I, you, I, you also reference this thing we referenced. I would like to let everyone know I'm not actually a friend of the show or these people. I was pressured into doing this spot. <laughs> Shut Being up and very... hop in the spruce caboose. <laughs> spruce caboose. God, fucking damn it. Spruce caboose, how could that not be embedded into your skull? Can you please call this the spruce booth? <laughs> I like it. Now hop in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Secret and Road thing, right. So, yeah, the mauling incident happened 10 years after mm. this episode aired. 
And I did a bit of research into it. Yeah. So what actually happened was Roy had a stroke on stage. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And the tiger sort of got confused and reacted to it. And apparently in the mauling, what it was doing was like, he was just trying to pick Roy up and take him away somewhere because he could tell that, you know, something had fucked up. But, you know, because it was an unusual situation for the tiger, wasn't part of the routine, the tiger essentially, yeah, got confused and hurt him a lot more than he would. And then the aftermath, Roy absolutely understood the situation. It's like, you know, make sure no harm comes to the tiger. Mm. And What did happen to the tiger in the end, actually? Did they... Yeah, it lived until the ripe old age of 17, I think I read, which I don't know for Tiger Years if that's good or bad. Probably not too bad for a show tiger. Wait, wait, wait. You mean this isn't the Tiger podcast? <laughs> what about Wander Into? The, the Tiger Index. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's funny because, you know, of course the Simpsons writers were asked heavily about it after the incident happened. So, oh my God, you're protected. It's like, come on. It's like Vegas guys doing Tiger shows. This was inevitable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they say, but we know deep state. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Maulings. All right. Trivia time over. <laughs> How about you, Peter? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? Oh, I have two things, so that's okay. One for gag reasons and one for mm-hmm. weirdly... It's a weird, unique story. Just Mr. Burns laughing about the crippled Irishman. That gets me every single time. And it's an example of a prolonged gag that works. Mm, like absolutely. It goes for ages. <laughs> but the scene cuts the different locations. And, yeah. and he's not just laughing. He's physically laughing. Like he's, he can't control himself. Yeah, he's in various stages of laughter. Like the kind yeah. of... Like, <laughs> <laughs> where he's like trying to hold it down. But then it yeah. comes back again. And it's funny. And then when he's asleep. It's like, <laughs> I, I think because it's so relatable. You know, like, yeah. I mean, not that I've ever regularly gone to church, but I imagine, like, if you think of something funny when but you've in crippled it... so many Irish, <laughs> well, I'm Irish, I'm allowed to, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but as well, like, the whole thing of him laughing in bed. I mean, I have insomnia as well. There's been so many times that I'm trying to get to sleep, but I think of something funny, and I'm yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Burns is just he's probably my favorite side character, mm-hmm. yeah, like, who's not part of the family because he's just always so out of touch but just a little endearing you know so like he's a bastard but you can't hate him because there's something about him that you just kind of like and we've all had that thing we can't get out of our heads and keeps making us laugh yeah yeah and i do love the final button on that (laughs) what was i laughing about again oh yes that crippled irishman (laughs) (laughs) so was that and also the bit with crusty stand-up when he yeah. was talking about herpes and things like Which that. Which was cut from syndication in this country. And that's the thing. I didn't know that was actually a scene until mm. I bought the DVDs about uh, years later, whenever it was. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? This mm. is a thing? Yep. And so, yeah, I'd seen that episode for years and actually had missed a giant chunk of it, not unlike all the uh, McBain scenes as well that were that's cut right. from, yeah, because they were too violent to wear at 6 p.m. So that was kind of fascinating. So now I actually laugh at that bit more because it's yeah. the only part of the episode I haven't seen a million times. <laughs> herpes, 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 Because <laughs> it would just herpes. cut to, you're the worst audience I've ever seen, and it would just cut out the beginning of it. And yep. I was like, yeah, that's funny. Krusty's mouthing off at the audience, and they're mouthing off at him. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that still was the gag. Sense, so. yeah. It's still a good gag. We'll just sit here silently for 90 minutes. Fine by us. <laughs> just the one dude speaking for the yeah. audience who are happy <laughs> to just... Krusty just sits down with a cigarette. And, <laughs> and actually, correct me on this if I'm wrong, but 
with these earlier episodes too, they were a lot more gratuitous about having Krusty walking around smoking. They, oh, absolutely. As the Simpsons got more family-friendly, they, they cut back on that stuff. It's an industry sort of standard thing where smoking was just a lot more liberal. Like, yeah. And it's like Disney Plus, you know, they've got all the old 1930s problematic Disney cartoons. And, you know, I stayed up way too late last <laughs> night watching some super problematic sure. shit. But um, hey, to their credit, they didn't pretend they don't exist. They no. put them up there and said, yeah, the product of its time. They also much. didn't put Song of the South on there. Well, no. no that <laughs> Although I was hide. shocked to find that you can readily buy that in Australia. You yeah. don't say. It got a DVD and I think maybe even a Blu-ray release here because I have Holy a friend who works fuck. at JB Hi-Fi and I was like, yeah, this one that never got released. And she goes, no, it did. I've seen it at work. I'm like, no, I don't believe you. I looked it up and yeah, there is a, a Region 4 copy. I was like, oh, that's Makes right. me wonder how bad is it if they're not promoting it on Disney Plus, but it is still, you know, in print effectively on DVD. Well, it's a weird, like, because Splash Mountain is the yeah. Song of the South and that is a staple in all Disney theme parks. Yeah. And It's a great ride. Well, it is. And I just wonder why after all this time they haven't repurposed it, mm. like why they're heavily referencing this movie that, that they're, they're trying so, to bury yeah that yeah even in with all that 1930s problematic shit where yeah there's fucking the blatant racism in some of the oh yeah with jim stuff. crow that yeah. Sort of stuff. yeah oh like and there's donald duck going through mexico the three caballeros or oh whatever. yeah oof. Like, yeah, oof. yeah big oof major oof moments uh, also, in terms of when you're saying uh, the Splash Mountain, I prefer mm-hmm. Mount Splashmore. Take me, take me, take me, take me now. Now, 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 now. now. <laughs> My favorite part of that is it's called, okay, kids, it's time to croon along with Krusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, instilling the nagging thing that I would then do later yeah. in that episode. Can we go to Mount Splashmore? Can no. you take us to Mount Splashmore? <laughs> no. But yeah, talking mm. about Disney Plus as well after the episode, yeah, we watched a rewatched a little bit of this same one on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and to comment on the latest controversy with the aspect ratio and all that. Mm, and the upscaling and everything. Mm. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that? Yeah, in this one, it's not too bad. It's more the biggest problems really come from directing focus and little little things that, you know, how zoomed into a scene, how close to a character are you meant to be versus what's displayed there. It's not awful, but it is a little odd. Mm, the only sight gag that was ruined for me was when he was crippling the Irishman, Mr. Yeah. Burns. Um, you still saw it happening, but mm. it was cut just above his knees, so you didn't see the full pain he was in getting his knees bent and pushed yeah. into the wall. <laughs> but yeah, like you can see that their attempt to upscale to HD has revealed all the flaws that come with it the early days of animation. They were mm, doing absolutely. it all by hand and everything like that. And to me, at some points, it even looked like it was uh, watching 3D without the glasses on. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, I think you pointed it out as well. The the black outline sort of like jar and set separate and yeah. like create this odd blur to it yeah and i think that's why they've added the shadow to all the characters to give it more of a high definition look but also an attempt to cover up that a lot of those lines were broken because they were hand drawn you know mm, they, yeah. they're not consistent like you get in digital yeah, uh, yeah. But, but no it's like because i'm a bit of a video game collector as well and like when i tried playing those old school consoles on new hd tvs they'd look Mm. terrible like mm. not just aging like it's just high def and you know an n64 they weren't intended for each other yeah, yeah. and Whereas, yeah have to go back to an old crt television those cancer tubes that <laughs> really blurred over a lot of those horrible moments mm. yeah that's the thing like some of the uh like i've watched a few on disney plus just out of laziness because uh, yeah. it's there um, after i finished watching my uh, 1930s movies and <laughs> uh, like some of the you know when you get to around like season nine or ten or thereabouts they've survived the move up to high definition a bit better because you know the animation was getting a bit more i don't know what goes on in the animation studio mm. but animation tech was moving ahead 
Yeah. But, you know, these like first five seasons or so, I think will probably would have been fully hand drawn or involved very little tech or anything like that. And it shows. So I think like, yeah, these ones are ones that you just can't watch in the high definition one because it becomes distracting, yeah. not just yeah. because yeah. it's not what we were used to growing up, but the transfer is so poor because of the source it's not the source's fault no um, they were intended for yeah the crt tv's 4.3 yeah. aspect ratio what did actually blow me away was um and i forgot about this how good it looks on dvd on an hd yeah. tv like when oh, you're yeah. watching the standard def version upscaled on an hd tv it looked awesome mm. way better than a hd re-release yeah, and props to the PlayStation for being an adequate DVD player like mm. that because, you know, sometimes that upscaling doesn't exactly work if you don't have the right players and stuff. And I don't have the best TV either. And, yeah, it still looks nice and sharp and it's got that little fuzz of it, like the classic hero. Yeah. And I think that's really what is the difference because, yeah, like you were saying, those Teens Era episodes survived that a bit more because I think it was around season 13 that they made the transition to all digital oh, okay. animation. And, yeah, up until then, they were still doing hand-drawn, but, you know, with computer assistance, so it still, like, kind of looks a bit digital. Yeah. Whereas these ones, yeah, it's all hand-drawn, all animation cells. And Also, when you said props to the PlayStation, was that you gunning for sponsorship? Because we can really lean into that <laughs> if, if you want to. I hope so. Because <laughs> I really want to get a PlayStation 5 at launch, and it's probably going to be a grand in Australia. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But that grand can get you great Simpsons podcast coverage. That's the Simpsons Index. <laughs> on PlayStation 5. <laughs> Do PlayStation 5 exclusive podcasts. <laughs> Release a podcast. And they're all like, it's great. <laughs> all right. Uh, play count. Have you ever seen this episode before? No, never. And I don't think I'll watch it again. Uh, <laughs> so many times. It's one of my go-tos that if I just feel like watching The Simpsons, I can pop it on and always mm -hmm. be entertained. It's yeah. got a little bit of everything that makes The Simpsons good and also slightly moves into the first time. They'll get a bit wackier too. Absolutely. And, 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 and like Robert Goulet just whacking Milhouse in the face with the microphone. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, kid. <laughs> and the noise it makes. You hear the thud on Milhouse's oh, yeah. nose. Uh, and also, um, um, I'm drawing a blank. The bully. Um, Jimbo? Jimbo? No, no, no. The Nelson. Other one. Nelson, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, real Simpsons fan, can't you tell? <laughs> Losing his shit to Robert Goulet, just like <laughs> cheering for him and going absolutely nuts. Oh, that's a little bit of a threat I didn't think about. Yeah. He loves crooners. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. Andy Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't have to stop. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Your manager says for you to shut up. Vera said that? Oh. <laughs> uh, how about you, BT? Have you uh, ever seen it? Times I've seen this. So 18, 27, 35. Yeah, dealer boss. <laughs> joke I wanted to bring up because I do love he keeps hitting after he boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially because after that moment that he's like, you know, it's lifelong dream to become a blackjack dealer. <laughs> I, and you're like, wait, blackjack, being a casino worker involves a heavy amount of math. Yeah. How would this work out? And they totally show it. Like, <laughs> that looks like my shift is over. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, and in that scene as well is the first appearance of Rich Texan. Oh, is that his first time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And apparently, I didn't know this, his actual name is Richard O'Hara. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Richard Texan because mm. that's how it appeared in Simpsons Tapped Out, but I whatever. I think it was another example of like their name finally getting added post-season yeah. 20 or something yeah. where they said, oh, it's always been there. Yeah. It, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I couldn't put a t amount of times I've seen this. This is wonderful. And yeah, you're absolutely right. The ensemble cast in this, like 
every member of the family gets something to do. I only mm. just realised yeah. this. Even Maggie gets to crawl away and have a bit of a dangerous adventure and then be brought back by Barney to illustrate how much Marge is no longer paying attention to her family. Grandpa mm. gets a dice in his slipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even the extended family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's in my shoe. <laughs> the way he limps away. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that, like, watching these classic ones too, the way it was, I know that framing an animation is not the same as framing a, a live action shot, yeah. but just the way that these scenes were created and that's a brilliant example of it. As he's limping away, the camera pans to the mm-hmm. next gag as it then goes into the uh, Siegfried and Roy, um, yeah. whatever their names are in the show, I can't remember. Gunter and Ernst. That's right. <laughs> so much better than the savagery of the jungle, yeah? <laughs> hey, Tiger, back up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Poor just tiger. like the way that this is basically shot, for want of a better word, is, is just Simpsons animation at its prime. It's Absolutely. like every single frame was thought out, you know? And speaking of all this, how about the wackiness of this episode? Was this a wacky episode? of the Simpsons? Wackish. <laughs> I mean, I know it was silly, but I dreamt the boogeyman was after me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, that whole sequence, dig on. As soon as it started, I'm like writing it all out, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying uh, before we were recording, Pete, as well, uh, Homer busting into Bart's room as well. Like, the amount of memes that have come out <laughs> of that. I love that this episode, what you just say it came out, it was... Um, 93. Th- that scene has had a revival on the internet in yep. Simpsons culture, and it's just... Oh, yeah. It's just brilliant. And then the, my favorite meme of those is the Smash Mouth one, where Homer <laughs> yeah. kicks the door and it goes, somebody once told me. <laughs> you nail the window shut, I'll get the gun. Yeah, so it's wacky, but like you said, it is very much broken up into three acts, and mm. about halfway through the second act, where the wackiness is peaking, they then transition it into the heart really yeah. seamlessly and really brilliantly, and that really happens when um, the boogeyman sequence, and then Homer yeah. says, you know, but you could have been around to stop me from doing something stupid, and then the, yeah, which is such a brilliant line, but also really heartfelt. I think mm. tying into that whole self-referential thing as well, that like Homer overreacted, but then once Marge was there, he sort of came to his senses. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> My other bit of wackiness was Homer's memory of the town hall meeting, where <laughs> oh, yes, of Apu has three heads and there's like a penguin there. <laughs> and Homer's <laughs> fucking ripped. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge has green, yeah. green hair or something. And, oh. oh yeah, her dress and hair colour are flipped. <laughs> and yeah, there's a woman whose neck is a spring yeah. and <laughs> it's an alligator dude which right. sounds like a fun crew to hang out with by the way I want to go to wherever Homer's hanging out so I said to the president <laughs> get, get this <laughs> uh, the funny thing about this scene as well is that there's a level of implied wackiness you know this is the fantasy that we've departed to and we're watching as the audience Homer's describing this to Marge. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting there in the metal. You were up on the thing with your green hair and your blue dress. <laughs> I do have three heads. <laughs> I love that Marge doesn't even stick around when Homer's done. She's just wandered <laughs> off and won't even listen to him. Yeah. But, I mean, there is so much more wackiness to go to. But, yeah, moving on to the heart, like, Marge's whole storyline here, I think, is, I mean, it is the grounding of the episode. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because Marge doesn't really get her time in the spotlight in even the best of the classic era episodes. And it's sort of nice to give her an episode where she does have faults. Mm. Yeah, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first episode where Marge lets down not just the family, but Lisa. And it's always been pushed that her and Lisa have this special bond because mm. Homer... He tries, but he's not the best dad, and Marge really is the backbone of the family. Yeah. And she lets down her daughter, and not only does she let down her daughter, you see how that impacts Homer as well, which yeah. is really 
really fascinating. It really shows the family dynamic and how it's all kind of teetering on this thing that's Laura yeah. being held together. And then yeah. when Marge fucks up, it just has this huge flow-on effect, except for Bart, who's off hiring Robert Goulet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, and like you can see Homer is sad that too. And then what makes it interesting is this is an early ep- example where Homer openly admits his faults. Mm. Like when he says, you know, if you had been around to stop me from doing something stupid, mm. like he knows he's a moron. And when he cries, realizing that he's let down Lisa, but he's tried his best. Like yeah. you just yeah. see the whole dynamic in the family shift for the first time. It's really fascinating. No, mm. those small little tears that Homer's having oh, while brutal, Lisa's, isn't it? yeah, just pouring out. Like, yeah. And especially it lands extra hard because it's come after some pretty fucking amazing jokes. That, yeah. So, oh, yeah. ow. Ow, oh, move ow. on to the machine. Ow! ow. <laughs> Starts working on the car. <laughs> Sticks the orange on her. Yeah. <laughs> and the way You're that orange fuck. rolls off her costume and that pans back to show how long it is. It doesn't yeah. fit her properly. <laughs> it's created this perfect curve. Yeah. Perfect sight gag. <laughs> or even, like, I think to support that and even to just be a joke as well, it's like, ah, oh, it's always something. First, I have to drive your pregnant mother to the hospital <laughs> to give birth to you. Now this. Yeah. And this doesn't shy away from showing that Homer is a selfish dick a lot of the time. Like, yeah. This scene lands extra hard for me as well and something that I didn't appreciate in my initial watches until, you know, today, looking at it with a critical eye and all that. Marge has already promised that she won't spend as much time at the casino at this point. Yeah, she's clearly had a relapse. And that is so important to sort of show the nature of addiction yet not fucking hammering at home. Yeah. It's not having a scene of Marge like scratching her arms and like running off to the casino. Mm. She's, She's just, just not already there. there yeah. yeah. And that was interesting about that too is this actually became part of Simpsons lore. Marge's mm-hmm. gambling addiction pops yep. up every now and then. Yeah. Usually just for gags now. Like I've forgotten mm. what episode it is, but they're at a IRS burger when yeah. the IRS takes a crusty <laughs> yeah. burger. It's like, Marge, what were your losses on gambling in the past six years? $700. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although she was cleaning up a little bit, you know, one sixty dollars last night. <laughs> That's that great bit that uh, lets the problem advance, where Homer comes in and tries to stop her after eating uh, cloves, Tom Collins mix, and a pie crust. Oh, which like Tom <laughs> Collins, like the drink is like is like lemony cocktail. Yeah. So is that what it is? I've never had one. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a very lemony old world sort of cocktail. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes. Well, Tom Collins sounds like a uh, lemony old world sort of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gin, lemon juice, sugar, and carbonated water. So, like, that actually you, sounds pretty good. Yeah, but, like, I think about, like, you know, how you get that margarita mix or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just oh, sounds, yeah. tastes so artificial and shitty. Yeah. Yep. Like, imagine that with clothes and a frozen pie crust. <laughs> also raises the question why would they have Tom Collins mix in the fridge at home? <laughs> I thought they were a Duff family. Yeah. yeah, good point. It's one of those things you put it in the fridge for guests, you forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think you've had enough gambling? No. All right, that's okay. We're illegally obligated to ask every 75 hours. Get her another drink. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think you could take that last sequence, and that is just your primo Simpsons from. No, Lisa, the only monster here is the one who has enslaved your mother. I call him Gambler, and I'll pry him from your mother from his neon claws. <laughs> Which is a great line, but yeah. then the whole rampage to the casino of, like, accidentally giving everyone more luck. <laughs> Just the uh, shit that he does on that rant, like, you know, can't talk now. <laughs> Why does he hang up on Seven. Them? Lucky seven. Uh, Just uh, hangs up on some dude's conversation. And then, But then it lands with such a heart moment of when he runs up to Marge and gets the great joke of, Yana, funna, wanna, panna. Think before you say each word and then just you broke a promise to your child does that pan around between them oh, and it's yeah. like shot oh, is so good. good yeah and then follows it up immediately with a great joke of you made her cry then I cried <laughs> then Maggie laughed she's such a little, a little trooper, trooper. 
there's just the way that they can you know, strike this balance between you know, these ridiculously funny jokes mm. and these genuine heartfelt yeah, moments. Yeah, which they do mm. all in the span of maybe two minutes. Yeah, it's if wild. That, it's insane. And yeah, in this moment as well, the background's really dark and the pokies are really bright and backlit and it's almost like an isolated scene with those two. Like, mm. just visually, it's got it going on. This is the thing too that is partially so great about it. Like, you guys, have you been to Vegas before? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's all oh, like have you shown as... No. So it's shown as like glitz and glamour yeah. and the Rat Pack and everything like that. Casinos aren't nice places. They're no. not. They're, they're not actually that pretty inside. They're all dank and depressing and yeah, they're really the, dark. All the pretty is outside to draw. Yeah. No, Vegas is. I do enjoy it there, though. By the way, I like visiting oh. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really enjoyed like just being there and be able to go to all these shows. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, because I'm not really into gambling, like mm. especially pokies. I just I yeah, couldn't think of I hate pokies. something less mentally stimulating. Yeah. Especially as a video game fan, I find them insulting. <laughs> <laughs> the gameplay is terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mechanics are all off. But yeah, as in terms of feeling like an episode of The Simpsons as well, like. To have so many members of the ensemble cast get their time in the spotlight, like, yeah, every member of the family has something to do in this, and then mm. it's a great Mr. Burns episode, it's a great Quimby episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, just ridiculous how many characters get their time. Yeah, we've not even touched on Mr. Burns and his whole Howard Hughes That's true, thing. yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is where I got freaking Spruce Caboose mixed up with Moose. <laughs> oh, because his was the Spruce yeah. Caboose, yeah, how it yeah. used, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get this whole thing until I saw The Aviator many, yeah. many years later. And the whole line of, and the jars of urine, finally clicked when I saw yeah. it. <laughs> oh, we'll keep those. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio filling up jars of mu- Was that a Scorsese movie? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It's such a perfectly executed B-plot as well because it ties into the main story brilliantly. And actually, again, when you're asking, does this feel like a Simpsons episode, it was when B-plots were integrated well. Yeah. You know? Like we said earlier with um, New Kids on the Blech, <laughs> abandoning a B-plot was a approach that totally worked, you know, yeah. just to stick with one storyline. But to have all... I think there's probably even like a C-plot and a D-plot in this going on. There are oh, so yeah. many different stories all intertwining with each other with the one consistent theme of the casino which was also a physical place you know that's all sort of gathering on but mr burns's b-plot is just so out there and yet perfect in the context of the episode like it just you you don't question it you're just like yeah old man has lost the plot (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i think that's sort of why it does work is because yeah mr burns you know probably worked really hard to build his fortune with the nuclear plan or whatever or maintain it Mm. as it was shown in this episode he was a rich kid And he's just stumbled into having a business that's just pure profits. And it's almost like he's having a breakdown because of it. Because he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And going full Howard Hughes. And (laughs) that it can reference a real world thing and strike that balance. And I was going to say, that's something that Simpsons has always done. They've always thrown in little real world references. Like, I can't remember which episode it is. I think it's the one where Marge works for the, ends up working for the nuclear plant. And they go to a restaurant that's on a derailed train called the Spruce Caboose. Ah, interesting. They're even then, they're throwing in these bits of, you know, American history. And in this one, like, that we open with, like, a grandpa watching a newsreel, which has... Oh, yeah, uh, we haven't someone, talked about the newsreel oh yet. Uh, well, this is what I'm talking about in the front is 
actually surprisingly weak on this one. Not, I don't want to say weak. It's more building a foundation. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, I've got a bunch of notes on the whole open that I never we haven't hit on. But the very beginning is Grandpa watching this newsreel, and it's you know people doing a nuclear test watching party, which was a thing. Yeah, and a family watching TV with the train approaching, and then run away from it in fear, which was a thing. That's a yeah. thing. these are all things out of history that actually happened. So, yeah, yeah. And always... also they threw Amos in there for no reason. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His voice is so good. Yeah. I get what you're saying that it's sort of a weird opening for the episode and I guess it's just trying to set up to where the economy of Springfield is yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it wanted to lay a foundation rather than being like the tip of a spear to really get you hooked straight away. And, yeah. 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 And <laughs> you'd hook. think the streets were paved with gold. They are. <laughs> I also love hearing Jasper before he got old and his voice was all raspy. They actually went to the effort of giving him a slightly mm. cleaner voice, you know, yeah. because he was a, a middle-aged man at that point, an old man, whereas Abe just has sounded exactly the same his entire <laughs> life. Yeah. Even when he was a kid, you know, living in the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> I love America! <laughs> no, that's a good point, though. The voice cast is all on top form. And oh, they sort so of, good. And they have to bend their characters in this one. Like, mm. Bart's got, like, a little bit more sort of streetwise and hustler yeah. sort of tone to his voice. Yeah, it was all like... <laughs> Shut up, Lisa. i got to book a new act for tonight. That Liza Minnelli impersonator ended up being my Liza Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> and then Homer opens the fridge and he just starts <laughs> <goes flying. laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. So yeah, we're obviously going to watch it again. Do I need to ask? We're watching it again. What playlist would we put this in? We had heard casino things before. Mr. Burns Casino gets demolished in that yeah. episode oh, yeah. where they're making way for the boardwalk. Yeah, Isn't yeah. there an episode where they go to a uh, Indian casino and someone yep. has a vision? Or oh, yeah, yeah, that's actually the very uh, Trump-predicting episode, yeah. Oh, is it? Right, yeah. Okay. yeah, just fucking great Mr. Burns episodes. Yeah, I like it when Mr. Burns becomes one of the central characters because he's... Yeah. Uh, and is it Hank Azaria that does Mr. Burns? Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. He's just... He's so good. Yeah. He can nail sounding like someone who learned to speak in the 30s and still think that's how people <laughs> communicate. Like, yeah, yeah Plus, actually... Don't think I'm hip. Don't have enough vodio dough. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember actually. There was a line that he had in the HD era episode that we watched that um, I fucking forgot to mention. Was it the self-powered experience approximator? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. When he's playing the Nintendo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> Never seen him smile before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Homer eating weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Any recipes of Homer? So put it with this out of the world space age moon waffles. Yep. <laughs> I think this is an episode too that might have possibly delivered a record number of quotable moments. We've got I'm Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> See, I get that joke now. <laughs> the whole Robert Goulet thing. Yeah. Um, you got a fratter, whatever. <laughs> I call him Gambler, oh, yeah. Boogeyman or Boogeyman. <laughs> Boogeyman or Boogeyman. Just been in the house. so many quotable <laughs> lines from this way. If you're sitting at like the pub with people around our age in our 30s, yeah. someone could just go, I don't want to alarm you, but there might be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the pub. And everyone will just like, a certain bracket of people will just fall oh, down yeah. laughing. You won't even need to contextualize it. Like this episode just has so many of those moments. It's, oh. it's brilliant. Oh yeah, this is a foundational benchmark of what a brilliant Simpsons could be. Mm-hmm. But BT, what would you change about it to improve it? I would uh, take a pen and throw it away because <laughs> I am not touching this one. How about you, Pete? There are a couple of moments, especially towards the end, like where Homer and Marge are having the big confrontation and he's calling her out where they have these heartfelt moments and then he jumps into a joke. Mm. And I do feel like it might have been pulled back a little bit for time or whatever because occasionally they don't let the audience process those heavy emotional moments. Sure. Like when um, Marge goes, you know, I admit it, I do have a problem. Maybe I need to see someone. And immediately home goes, nope, that's too expensive. Just admitting it is fine. Yeah. Like, give us a second to process these bits. And same when he goes into the gambler rant. 
hilarious, <laughs> but like he's just gone from crying over letting down his daughter when his family's starting to fall apart a little bit. The emotional impact could be given a little bit more breathing room, but okay. that would also be in a world where they, they could go for a true half hour, not 22 minutes then exactly. with ads, you know, so... No, this episode, you know, much like my note-taking on this, my lettering was a lot bigger than when I started <laughs> because I was running out of room. I really yeah. had to cram in the notes at the end, and I think, yeah, that's exactly what this episode did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, now that you mentioned it, Beach, I would sort of tidy up that News on Parade stuff. Even though there was some great things, it's sort of largely unnecessary. Mm. But the one joke that did not land at all for me was Grandpa going, a, everybody wants something for nothing. I'm old. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, sort of, that was a bit of a lazy joke. Yeah. Yeah, people need social security. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Wiener Steiner. Wiener Steiner. We've talked about it. <laughs> the other guest star of this episode was retired boxer Jerry Cooney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. easy to knock out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fucking hot. I said bug off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's still alive, unlike Robert Goulet, who actually, yeah, passed away 12 years ago now hmm. in 07. I yeah. want to believe that Henry Kissinger actually turned up for this episode <laughs> and dropped his glasses into uh, the toilet. I like to think he uh, has like a framed version of him Simpson sized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just replaced all the mirrors in his house with that. Yeah. yeah. I may Looking have dr- good today. I may have drafted the Paris Peace Accord, but I got to appear in The Simpsons. He was in Futurama as well. Remember that episode? Yeah, with the, the balls. balls. Yeah. Yep. Looking like that, he got himself into Jules St. Jones' bed. Enough said. With breath as fresh as a summer ham. <laughs> we bounce three meters in the air, then five meters, then three meters. Yes, we tell a similar story on Earth. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, we're here. BT, any other notes? Yep, got a few more. What I really like in this episode is both Bart and Lisa's storyline gets like a closing scene with um, Goulet actually performing in the treehouse yeah. and Lisa on stage with getting the award for students whose parents obviously gave them no help. Yeah, which is such a genius way out of this episode because yeah. they're like, yeah, of course parents are going to help with their kids. It's like, uh, we feel sorry for these two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I like the final episode with Lisa isn't Homer getting inspired to run to the casino. It's to you know, actually finish this off and show what happens to her. Yeah. And I like that. It, they could have just Might, cut it. But it, also yeah. add, though, when he has that realization and bolts to the casino mm-hmm. to confront Marge, just leaves the kids unattended at home. Oh, yeah. Who true. took Lisa to school that night for the yeah. thing? Oh, there was a scene like when Homer's going home from work and it's after the scene where Maggie got nearly mauled by the tiger that, yeah, Marge is there without Maggie and Homer doesn't have Maggie either. <laughs> and it's, where is she? <laughs> Grandpa. And uh, my final note is, I like, and I don't know how intentional this was, but I assume it has to have been, you get the Siegfried and Roy getting mauled by a tiger and also in Bar's Casino, Millhouse gets mauled by a cat. Ah. Different size cat maulings. <laughs> everyone everyone claps when he gets mauled by the cats. Still Springfield, it's a violent, violent place. <laughs> uh, how about you, Peter? Any other notes? Uh, yeah, gonna start with a slightly negative one. As funny as the episode is for jokes and one-liners and, and, and also quite emotionally hard-hitting, mm-hmm. Homer is a goddamn prick at the end. The way he oh, mercilessly yeah. mocks Marge, I'm like... Dude, you had a moment of realization in this episode too, and now your mm. response is just to be like, "Well, you have a gambling problem." Fair, he's never been in the right before, and I don't think he knows how to handle it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> don't get me wrong; it also delivers that classic line. Do you remember when Homer? Oh yeah, I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is a bit shit. Like yeah, I watched so, that and I'm like that's not the best way to end the episode. Yeah. Um, I want to see sperms of endearment. Uh, 
<laughs> and that is one of my favorite running gags at Springfield. Whenever they go past the Springfield Googleplex Theater and they have like whatever's yeah. airing, yeah. there's that famous bit. Yahoo Serious got so big at one point. He's in an episode <laughs> with the Yahoo Serious Film Festival. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That sentence makes no sense. <laughs> and also the fact that the casino worker who mocks Bart actually makes the effort to go to his backyard <laughs> to see that he's set up a casino. Yeah. Well, that shut me up. Yeah. <laughs> and he accepts his, that his fault and then moves yeah. on. Yeah, weird moment of off-model squeaky voice teen as well. Hey, yeah. are you over 21? Are you? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> authorized to answer. And he's weirdly confident in this episode as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you would be confident when you have two high goons, but like, yeah, <laughs> turn up at the kid's casino. Well, he showed me. Goons. Hired goons. <laughs> Hired goons. <laughs> Other than that, just really one of the greatest episodes they ever did. It's just so sharp and on point and the animation too is brilliant. And I, I will keep rambling until you stop me because I love this episode <laughs> a bit. So please step in because I'm just going to keep going and going and going and going and going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do need to a couple more seconds to compile my file notes, mm-hmm. but we want you to ramble about another topic, BT. Yep. The question. Uh, so we like to ask our first-time guests, if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be on that sandwich? And if that's too difficult, because it is a very hard question, mm. uh, simplify it down to what's the best sandwich? Well, because we've been talking about The Simpsons, you know one thing that I've always wanted to mm. wonder what it would taste like? And I know what inspired it, but I want to try the goddamn rib witch. Yeah. yeah. Because I want to know what animal it's made of. It's <laughs> smaller <laughs> with many legs. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, mean, I think I had an actual McRib once, mm-hmm. and it was underwhelming, as most McDonald's food is, except when oh, it's yeah. two in the morning and you just left the pub, then it's the yep. best thing in the and world. you need it, yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe just something rib-related. I also thoroughly enjoy any sandwich with multiple cured meats. So yes. ham, pastrami, mm-hmm. three types of cheese, no pickles, keep that shit away from there. <laughs> so would you like me to kind of name the sandwich? Is that what you're going for? Oh, no, it will be named after you. So The sandwich is the pita. Yeah. It's oh, Luzny. it's called the Peter. Yeah, okay. it's Peter the Zaluzny. But if someone's going to order the Zaluzny, what are they getting is the question. Sounds so. like they're getting a bit of everything. I'm just really hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> so a rib sandwich of some kind, mm-hmm. possibly with pastrami, maybe a bit of ham. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, three kinds of cheese because cheese is just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need something to break up that meatiness as well. Actually, I yeah, know I said I don't like pickles, but I like pickled chilies. So maybe some pickled jalapenos yeah. on there. Oh, That'd be good. Yeah. 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 Digging up, man. Yeah. All right. Time Excuse for my... me, I've got to make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> time for my final nights first. Uh, everybody's wearing Springfield galoshes. <laughs> I'm wearing galoshes. <laughs> they don't wear galoshes. <laughs> they wear mucklucks. <laughs> Sorry. So, I'm just... No, look. Very there's, old bit There's been us. some points here where I'm just like, I'm just going to roll with the punches and watch <laughs> this kind of play out and uh, hope that I don't get locked in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we have Danny on the podcast, though, we got to see how much of that bit we can remember. Wagering, it's going to be a fair amount. Yeah, we recited that like ad nauseum for a year. (laughs) There's so many movie references in this episode as well. I had no idea, again, until many years later, that the whole isosceles triangle rant was from Wizard of Oz. Yep. (laughs) Oh, it is too. Yeah. Straw Man. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Scarecrow. Straw Man's slightly yeah. different. Uh, yeah, when he gets his brain back and he's suddenly smart. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. I was like, oh, there's someone in the stall just ready to give home a shit for it. It's a right triangle, you idiot. Yeah, just... giving home a shit while he's taking a shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how the pros do it. <laughs> but yeah, not questioning that someone's just ranting about triangles in the stall and not yeah. like being silently awkward like some of us do in the toilet. Leaving the open of, ooh, there's something you would see in the toilet every day. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't reveal that the glasses are in there at the first. It's just 
Homer up yep. and it's like why is he reaching in <laughs> uh, and the other movie reference of course uh, again didn't get to many years later was the Rain Man thing no, do that code counting thing again come on do it <laughs> gotta leave the table yeah a casino worker encouraging the person to do the card counting thing again. yep and yeah, it's because of this scene um, that they actually removed that James Bond scene that was mm-hmm. in the 138th episode Spectacular because they were like, all right, this is just too many movie references mm-hmm. um, in the casino. Although I do like that. What's this card? Rules for stud poker. <laughs> <laughs> what a pity, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Tell me your plans for world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing for that again. <laughs> oh, another playlist. Uh, Scott Christian reading the news. Yeah, actually, sorry, I did note that and forgot that. Who is this guy? Yeah. Is, is this the only time he appears? Uh, it's been, uh, I'd say, at least five in the classic era that Scott Christian oh, really? was the okay. newsreader. The most prominent one is when Krusty gets busted and it's like, now time for the news with Kent Brockman. I'm Scott Christian. Kent Brockman's off tonight. Because <laughs> um, Kent's the field reporter in this one. It's like, yeah, the economic downturn, you know. It's not just philosophy majors. You know, most yeah. qualified people are starting to fill yeah, a pinch. Useful people are starting to fill a pinch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and revealed that Barney's done 11 years of dance yeah. study. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> and in that final scene as well with Homer, you know, telling off Marge, the look of the sky was just gorgeous. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful animation, isn't it? Yeah, that, like, blue to orange sunset, and then the clouds as well being, like, green, yellow, blue as well. There's just so much lovely contrast going on in that. Yeah. Like, I totally forgot about the dialogue because uh, I just couldn't stop looking at it. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. It's time to wreck this thing. Peter, you're first. The cubic zirconium was the top one. It sure was. God damn, so deep in that cubic zirconium. It's just, oh, yeah, look, I, I said it all before. There's nothing more I can add. This is just great, satisfying, entertains every single time. Uh, it hits all the right notes and really should be, God forbid, if you've ever met someone who's not watched The Simpsons, this would be one of the 10 episodes I'd put in there. Yeah, absolutely. It was like just to start to get things started. Yeah, it's an unquestionable cubic for me. Why? Like, again, you know, the episodes look different in these critical watches, and what impressed me about this one is that there's so many moving parts, and everything has its time in the sun and gets and feels resolved. Yeah, like so often mm-hmm. in these later episodes, it's like it feels like a sketch show. Everybody's got a million stories that have nothing to do with each other, and then a few of them don't have an end. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, leases in the HD. We were just like, and yeah. it just stopped. It didn't end. It just stopped happening. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's not a great ending for Lisa. Like, Marge still it, didn't yeah. help her, but... It's a conclusion. Yeah. Mm. And a perfect example of one of these episodes where there's something happening to the town of Springfield and everybody's reacting to it. Everything is relevant to this story and mm. it's a masterclass of writing and especially ensemble writing, PT. Uh, well, I'm kind of surprised how... A little bit slower in the beginning it was than I originally remembered. I think the ending is spectacular. And I think, if anything, always land the ending. If you can get yeah. one part right, because that's what you walk away with and that's what you remember. So yeah, cubic zirconia from me. All right. Unanimous cubic zirconia. Woo! This will be the 10th episode from season five to get a unanimous cubic zirconia. Wow. It will be joining... <gasps> Homer's Barbershop Quartet, Cape Fear, Boy Scouts in the Hood, The Last Temptation of Homer, that's the Mindy episode, mm-hmm. Homer Loves Flanders, Burns' Air, when Bart's Burns' Air, Sweet Samuel Skinner's Badass Song, we mentioned that one before, yep. where Skinner gets fired, The Boy Who Knew Too Much, where the clumsy... Don't raise mm. Yeah. Oh, their weight has been brutally beaten. Yeah. Chowder! Sad chowder. And also Treehouse of Horror 4, that's the gremlin on the side of the bus, mm-hmm. Devil Ned Flanders... And the super fun happy slide. <laughs> Which still has the gremlin on the side of my, the bus is one of my, again, another moment that will always make me laugh when Bart's freaking out and he's leaning 
leaning out the bus window and Homer just drives by and goes, hey boy. (laughs) 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 Doesn't offer any help. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. All right, guys. Well, look, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. But before we get out of here, we'd just like to briefly talk about things that we're into lately that are outside the Simpsons. Books, TV, music, movies, video games. What are you into, BT? Uh, Toys That Made Us has a new season. It's good. I watched it all and then went, why is it all over already? I'm sad. Why are you only have four episodes per season? I'm sad. But a great, great documentary series. Just to refresh because I've recommended it before, but it's just basically they go through a iconic toy line and talk about its creation and how it did when it first launched and all this kind of stuff. And they're always really fascinating stories. They find a great way to present, even if you've a toy you don't care about, like the My Little Pony one. I don't care about My Little Pony, but the story of how it got made was really, yeah, interesting. And Ooh. so, yeah, check it out. It's on the Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and as a kid that grew up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, oh, yeah. I fucking came when I saw that <laughs> too. Oh, and, and as a wrestling fan as well, because they get into wrestling toys this oh, yeah. season I didn't as well. realise how much this season was absolutely perfect oh, for you. It's just, I mean, besides My Little Pony, yeah, if I was a brony, yeah, that would have hit the quadrants. But how about you, Peter? What are you into? I mean, it feels pretty obvious right now, because everyone's playing Outer Worlds and everyone's watching The Mandalorian. So those yeah. are the two things. I, I just finished Outer Worlds the other day, actually, right. and it was it was good. It took a bit of time to get going, but when I finished it, I was like, this was a satisfying conclusion, and it was Fallout in space. I was about to say, because I'm a big Fallout New Vegas fan. So yeah, so it's very much in the vein of yeah, New excellent. Vegas. Um, yeah, that's good. The Mandalorian is good. <laughs> Can we talk about other podcasts? Do you care about that? Yeah. Okay. There are no other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went on this podcast called The Simpsons Index. They're all real totalitarian. <laughs> no, so a friend of mine, it's been around for a while, but a friend of mine put me onto the You Must Remember This podcast. I don't know if you guys have listened to that one. No, it doesn't. So it's, uh, each, I don't know how many seasons they've done, but they're up to episode like 150 now. And oh, they, wow. they go into the parts of like Hollywood history that's not really covered. Mm-hmm. So with the launch of Disney+, Plus in that kind of coincided with this new season of this show uh, and talking about how Song of the South isn't going to be on it. They do yeah. an episode about Song of the South and then use that to go into the history of black America in oh, Hollywood. Right. And it's really interesting tracking how the, the conflict between wanting to correctly uh, represent, uh, forgive me if this is not the correct term, African-Americans in Hollywood, but also people wanting to have a job and mm. having to play up caricatures like the maid and the things mm. like that. Really fascinating uh, and depressing stuff a lot of it. So, um, yeah, so they use the film as a Kickstarter to go into this for a few episodes. It's worth a listen, especially if you're into Hollywood history. Yeah. And yeah, I find absolutely. I find old Hollywood just fascinating, disgusting, and fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was talking about, yeah, history is viewed by pop culture. Sorry, yeah. what was the title again? You must remember this. I'm going to try and remember that. <laughs> uh, uh, get a load of this guy yeah. <laughs> I can't forget something. <laughs> yeah, cool. absolutely love to check yeah, that out. Good. That's amazing. It's good. It's really interesting. And what I've been into, yeah, look, I've been playing a shit ton of Pokemon Shield lately. I don't feel like that's like, a, no! <laughs> it's currently a, like one of the best ever selling Nintendo titles. Like the people that I'd be recommending it to are already, you know, into it. So, but yeah, the other thing I was into lately, I have been sort of trying to think about, you know, what my albums of the year have been for this year. Because there've been a lot of great releases. I think front runners are currently Fontaine's and The Decline. But, you know, sort of going through the releases of this year, trying to catch up and sort of see what I missed. I had no idea Stonefield had another album out this year. When did they come back? Oh, th- apparently they never left. Because, yeah, I was really into them when I think they were one of the Triple J Unearthed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they're right. an early Unearthed success story. Yeah, and, yeah, they've been going solid. They've had a pretty consistent output for the last 10 years or whatever they've been going. I and had absolutely no idea. Yeah. Good for them. 
yeah, their 2019 album Bent is amazing. It's really sort of lackadaisical, psychedelia rock uh, female vocals. And they're just a fucking powerhouse band. And they're like really inventive. And yeah, I, I love guitar-driven music with wacky keyboards and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right up my alley. So yeah, Stonefield's album Bent. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons in XP. Thank you so much for joining us today. Man, I think this first came up through a friend of ours named Sheridan who's been on the show mm-hmm. before, uh, which yep. apparently... Uh, uh, you, the listeners, <laughs> hello people's ears, all around the world, I'm assuming, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And probably the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> said, you got to meet these two guys, they do this podcast, and you're a massive fucking Simpsons nerd, you should be on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. sounds good. That was a year ago, yeah. so I'm glad <laughs> we finally lined this up and were able to do it. It's been a blast, especially not just chatting with you guys, but yeah, viewing these through a critical eye. I've mm. never really done it before, and I really think I love dollar sign Pringfield <laughs> yeah. uh, even more now. Like yeah. it really made yeah. me appreciate the emotional dynamic that was going on. Once you look at it and figure out the yeah, parts it's interesting. And, yeah. and yeah, now really you've is. also completely fucked the Simpsons for me because now <laughs> I'm going to watch all these episodes and just be like, oh, let's see. Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Gold. <laughs> no, absolutely glad to have you old man. And yeah, I can't wait to have you back in I the future. I would love to come back in the future. Yeah, I think we've got to corral Sheridan and get her back on too. Yeah, yeah, I think we should too. We'll make a good, uh, a, a, a four, a, what do you call four things to pour people together? Not a trio, a quadrant. um, (laughs) quadrant. Yeah, fuck it. We'll make a mad quadrant. We'll be a review quartet. (laughs) Quartet. That was the word I'm looking for. So I had to think of myself. So, like, what can I say in the meantime? Quadrant. Quadrant. (laughs) No, I want to be a review quadrant now. (laughs) That's a good podcast title, the review quadrant. And BT, thank you as always. Word. (laughs) And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. No, li- no, sim- uh, no, Lisa, you're the mother. God damn it, me. Come on. <laughs> So just making sure your last name's Zaluzny? Zaluzny. Zaluzny. Yeah, uh, I was wondering close. how that U worked. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much phonetic. You just replace the U with two O's. Oh, and then right. it becomes phonetic. Zaluzny. Yeah, I went the umlaut route. Oh, uh, yes. That. Oh, that's a good name for a band. <laughs> umlaut, <laughs> umlaut route. Umlaut route. <laughs> <laughs> umlaut route. <laughs> yeah, considering how much, you know, bands love just throwing in umlaut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you actually pronounce motorhead with... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing which episodes of The Simpsons this guy wrote. Tim, Tim Long. Yes, Tim Long. Which is surprising. (laughs) Oh, he's not good? Oh. Beach has a shit list. Oh, (laughs) he did Lisa Goes Gaga. Okay, enough (laughs) said. There it is. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, way to just ruin any goodwill that he might have had in the classic uh, episodes. But this looked like it was one of his first ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, yeah, he three, was a teen. Four, well, he was a six. young, ambitious writer once upon a time, and right. then slowly he became shit. Fresh out of Canada. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that explains why he did skin a sense of snow. Canadians like snow. I've been yeah. led to believe that. <laughs> why it's that's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's something that he knows well. You know when you get snowed in at school, all the writers from LA are like, what? <laughs> snow? Oh? Like, guys, did you ever have that moment in school where you got snowed in and then the principal went crazy and someone knocked over a vat of salt from the salt factory next <laughs> yeah. to your school that freed everybody? Guys, right? 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 Relatable, huh? <laughs> I don't know what this note means. It says, study for the money. I mean, I like Is this a, just a life goal of I yours? Guess. Yeah. Study for the money. You know what, everyone out there? 
Study for the I money. feel like you like to get messages out to the kids yeah, on this podcast. It's not, it's not just about watching The Simpsons and swearing a lot. Yeah, yeah. Stay in school and study for the money. Also, fuck you. <laughs> and also, Robert Canning of IGN. Which one's Robert Canning in? Oh my god, he works for IGN. What else would he be? Ah, right. No, hang on, it's gone from my brain. <laughs> Come on, soundbite machine, work. I know, well, I've, I've got too much pressure now. <laughs> it's like Nelly Furtado, he's like a bird. Oh, was it Feather Touch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I felt like wrong when I was going to for Feather Touch. Uh, he gave this episode an 8.1 so, out of 10. Can you do it again so I can get the bite out? <laughs> sure. Robert Canning of IGN. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. I forgot to bring the thing up because I am at the end of this podcast and I'm starting to get tired. We have another one after this. Wake I know. up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Can I just say that while today has been fun, I don't appreciate the lack of professionalism on this podcast. Uh, the fuck balls you talking about? I'm a very busy man. <laughs> fuck you. I, I don't have time to wait while you get the software up on the computer. <laughs> I will be rating this one star. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and getting my shit. Oh, got it. That was a very good one. Mm. I'm sending photos of you to Sheridan. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> oh, no, it's you getting splashed in the face by beer. Going, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the end of the ocean.